The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents... Ohio High School football playoff action. Tonight from Northwestern High School, the Huskies entertain the Swanton Bulldogs. This game is brought to you by the M.W. Robinson Company. Call 330-264-9983. Commodity Blenders of West Salem. Becker Farms Trucking on the corner of Route 250 and Rathburn Road. Borman Cook Financial Services. Call 330-263-7800. 300 Tire in Worcester. Call 330-262-6800. The Swigert Braun Scheidel Insurance Agency at 330-263-1186. The Farmers State Bank in West Salem. Morris Oil in Worcester. The Borman Barbershop on Bowman Street in Worcester. Koenig's Corners in Lattisburg. And the Lodi Lumber Company. Now let's go to the field for this Ohio High School football playoff game. And a very pleasant good evening, everyone. Welcome to Northwestern High School near West Salem, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert, and tonight we've got Ohio High School playoff football action for you as the Swanton Bulldogs come to Northwestern High School in the quarterfinals of the Division V Region 18 playoffs. They're 9-1 and one on the year. They finished 6-1 and one in the NWOAL, which is the Northwest Ohio Athletic League, against the Northwestern Huskies, who are 8-2 and two overall this year, 5-2 and two in conference play in the Wayne County Athletic League. The playoffs are opening up tonight. They opened up last night in Division 1, 2, 4, and 6 last night. And tonight, on the Saturday nights, they'll play Division 3, 5, and 7. And the championship games are all going to be in the Horseshoe in Columbus on the weekend of December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Tim, glad to have you along here this evening. This one promises to be a pretty good one between a team that is playoff experienced in the Swanton Bulldogs and a team that has not been to the playoffs since 2013 in the Northwestern Huskies. Yeah, David, it looks like we have a good matchup tonight between two good teams. At this stage of the game, when you get in the playoffs, uh, there's no weak sisters out there. Both teams have uh, gone through their uh, regular seasons with great records, so it should be a real good ball game tonight. This one should be, as you said, a good one. Now, Northwestern gained a home field advantage very simply because Swanton did not play in a very strong conference this year. We talked with both coaches about that, which will be coming up here in just a little bit. Mike Vickers of Swanton, Mike Toot of the Northwestern Huskies. The NWOAL is historically a very tough conference, but they lost a school in Montpelier last year. They're a seven-team conference, much like the Wayne County Athletic League. But this year, their best team was Patrick Henry, and that is the game that cost Swanton the home field advantage this year. They lost to Patrick Henry. Northwestern, meanwhile, played in a tougher conference this year in the Wayne County Athletic League. And their teams, as we'll go over the records coming up here in just a little bit, that's the reason that they gained the home field advantage tonight. Yeah, Dave, when it comes down to making the playoffs, that it really uh, not only uh, is about your team, but it's also about the teams you play. And... Uh, like you said, uh, Northwestern plays in a really tough Wayne County Athletic League, to be real honest. They had four teams make it out of there. And, uh, Dave, I would say uh, two others that were really good as well. And, uh, you know, so Northwestern was able to accumulate more points than Swanton, even though they have one more loss on their record than Swanton does. And these teams are coming in 
diametrically opposed to what they have done. Northwestern's had a tough last three weeks. They ran off seven wins in a row. They've lost two of their last three. Meanwhile, Swanton, they won last week over Dalton, their main competitor, their main rival, 42-7. to So Swanton's looking to continue on. Northwestern is looking to really pick up pace here in this game. And, and maybe as, as you look at this, if you look at it physically, Tim, you'd say that Swanton has probably got the advantage because across the front line they're averaging close to 250 pounds. Yeah, they, they are massive, Dave. It's really hard to find, uh, um, you know, a small one on there. I mean, nor- normally uh, in, in the Wayne County Athletic, you, you can focus on one or two big guys. Swanton's got a lot of big guys. And, you know, so I, you know, we'll probably talk later, but I think it's going to come down to uh, a battle of the offense and defensive lines. Whoever can control the line of scrimmage may have an advantage in this ball game. And it's a three-hour trip from Swanton down here to West Salem. They took a chartered bus to get down here, but it's not easy when you sit in a bus for three hours to get off the bus and play football. Uh, no, it isn't. It's a, Plus, it's also, Dave, it's a Saturday game. Um, these kids are used to playing on a Friday night. Uh, so if you're Swanton, not only do you got to get up Saturday morning, you got to load a bus very early at, at your place, take this long drive down here. I know uh, off the air we mentioned that it seemed like Swanton was out warming up on the field for a long time. Uh, so clearly they've been here a while. So you're right. We'll see if uh, they're able to put that, that little uh, uh, distraction behind them and, and come out ready to play. Well, these two teams have never met before, and in about 24 minutes they will meet for the first time. It is Swanton against Northwestern in the first round of the Ohio High School football playoffs. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. We'll be back to talk with Swanton head coach Mike Vickers right after this timeout. There's just one place where students are students first, and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. There's just one place where a team is more than a group of individual agendas. It's a catalyst for demonstrating the potential of the collaborative spirit. There's just one place where players, coaches, and fans experience the exhilaration that happens when an entire community rallies behind the school team. That place is your local high school. High school sports offer more than the joy of competition. Studies show that student-athletes are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in other areas of their lives, including academics. In addition, high school sports help young people in Ohio develop the discipline and confidence they need to be leaders in life, even as they unite communities like nothing else. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Well, there was a lot of action in high school football last night. First of all, in Division One, Jackson was beaten by Cleveland St. Ignatius 35 to nothing. Medina over Toledo Whitmore 38 to 31. Solon beat Glen Oak 39 to 10, and Monroe Falls took Canton McKinley by a final score of 35 to 10. Elsewhere in the area, in Division Two, it was Barberton losing to Aurora 40 to 13. Dublin Scioto beat Maslin Washington 31-21. That was classified as an upset. And Perry beat Uniontown Lake 21-7. In D6 in the area, it was Cuyahoga Heights eliminating the season for the Hillsdale Falcons 24-7. And Dalton fell to Kirtland 21-0. Tim, you said on the way here tonight, one of the things that I think is going to be a key facet to this game was last night, Hillsdale and Dalton, both the teams that they played, took away the running game. And if Swanton can do that or Northwestern can do that to Swanton, I think they've got the upper hand. Yeah, I think the key tonight is going to be whichever team can come out and be balanced offensively, keep the other defense guessing as to what's coming next. They're probably going to be the most successful. Uh, we saw two local teams in Dalton and Hillsdale just really not be able to run the ball at all 
last night, and as we talked coming down, uh, that really proved to be a downfall. They ended up being very one-dimensional and did not lead to victories for either team last night. Well, the Swanton Bulldogs are 9-1. and They're 6-1 and in the NWOAL. On the road, they were 5-0. and At home, they were 4-1. and That one loss was to Patrick Henry, and it was a controversial loss that we'll get into here in a little bit. It's the second straight year that the Bulldogs have faced a Wayne County Athletic League team in the first playoff round. They faced off against Waynedale last year up in Swanton, and they won that ball game. Now, they're going to run a wing offense tonight, which is very similar to what Smithville does, and they'll run a 5-2-4 defense. Sophomore running back Michael Lonazak leads the team with 20 touchdowns this year. He's got 14 on the ground and 6 through the air. Their only loss came to the hands of Patrick Henry, 35-28, to and that is the loss that handed the Huskies the home field advantage for tonight. And they've got two players that are going D1. Gunnar Oaks goes to Eastern Michigan, and Zach Zingalewski will be going to Bowling Green. Defensively, Swanton is as tough as you can get. They gave up only 97 points all year long, including three shutouts and three other games in single-digit scoring. They led the NWOAL in scoring with 42.3 a game. They gave up only 9.7 points a game. That also led the league, and that's a differential of 32.6. And we talked with Mike Vickers about what it's going to be like to come down here and face the Huskies. Swanton Bulldogs coach Mike Vickers joins us on tonight's pregame show. Coach, thanks for joining us. I guess the first thing I want to talk to you about is the strength of the NWOAL did not appear to be as strong as it was a year ago. Is that a correct assessment looking at it from the outside? Yeah, I think overall, balance from top to bottom, it probably was a little bit down. Um, it was different this year. Um, you know, we didn't have, uh, you know, high-flying offenses and things like that. Now, I do believe Patrick Henry is a really outstanding team, and I believe uh, Liberty Center is a pretty good team as well. But outside of that, it was down, and then a couple teams were really, really down, which uh, – you know, led to some lopsided games and things like that. But uh, traditionally, the NWOAL is a strong conference. It's had great history throughout the years, and and the uh, statewide results. Um, we've had um, several state champions here in football. But but this year overall, it, it probably wasn't at the top year. That's for sure. Coach, I know last year heading into the playoffs, you guys had a senior-dominated team. You lost a lot of those seniors, but. You told me off tape that this junior class, now that has become the senior class, really took the reins after your loss last year in the playoffs. Talk a little bit about what they did and, and how they managed to take over this football program for you. In the playoffs, uh, in the second round, we played Milan Edison, and we had five turnovers that night and lost that game 17-15. to 15. And the kids took it pretty hard. And uh, that was a Friday night game. We came in on Saturday, uh, turned in gear, and... They didn't want to leave. You know, we were there for over three hours, and uh, a lot of those kids started lifting. And and a lot of times, that's what happens with teams. And, uh, and then you know, as you go along, you get into the month of November deeper, and you get towards Christmas. A lot, some of that energy fades. And with this group, it didn't. Uh, we really had uh, some guys step up, and we were very fortunate um, with their work ethic. And and uh, it just it just maintained. It maintained through the winter. Uh, once the guys were done with basketball and wrestling, a lot of those guys jumped in the weight room and they kept going. Uh, Zach Jingleski comes to mind. He transformed himself like I've never seen a kid transfer him, 
transform himself to. And not only that, uh, this summer off, uh, earned himself some scholarship offers, and he's verbally committed to uh, Bowling Green State University. And kind of the same thing went along with Gunnar Oaks. Now Gunnar uh, plays four sports here. He's a uh, not only a really good basketball player, but he's a, a track or he's a baseball guy kind of first and track guy second, but, you know, ended up qualifying for the second year in the high jump. And then he also earned himself a scholarship that he's going to, he's verbally committed to Eastern Michigan University. So um, that's kind of the work ethic. And the other guys kind of followed along with that. Coming back, you've got your sophomore running back and Michael Lonazak. Now talk a little bit about him, Coach. And I know last year as a freshman he showed a tremendous amount of of promise what has been the improvement that he's had this year well maturity helps an awful lot you you go from 14 years old to 15 years old it's still awful young and michael's a young sophomore which makes it even that much more impressive but that one year uh mentally growing tougher and uh, also you know having some time in the weight room and and those types of things has made a big difference for michael um he's um you know i, I it, he, he, I think his vision's improved a little bit. I mean, sometimes he's, uh, you know, maybe a little too patient and we just say, hey, get us 10 feet, you know, and we've had to talk to him about that because he wants to hit a home run on every play. But, um, I, so I think overall his, his mental and physical maturity has made a, made a, a big difference for him and, and, uh, you know, carrying a huge load for us each week. Mike Vickers of Swanton joining us on tonight's pregame show. Coach, your defense has only given up 97 points this year. What is the key to you playing successful defense this season, and, and what has been the, the progression that has allowed you to hold opponents to such a low scoring total? Well, that group has done a fine job for us, and we felt like coming into the season it was going to be a strength, and one of the reasons it was a strength is we had the most coming back on that side, and, and we had the, the, the most to uh, the gain as far as experience goes. Now, we weren't sure because of the fact that, yeah, they're coming back, but, yeah, we had some troubles at times defensively stopping some teams because we were so young and so inexperienced last year. But they came in, they came in hungry, and they, they, they've carried us all year. They really have. Well, of course, you've got Northwestern coming up tonight. Talk a little bit about them, Coach, and what type of problems you can foresee them causing your Bulldogs tonight. Well, um, first of all, it's a, it's a, it's a well-coached team, coached by a coach that's been there a long time. And then he's got a son that's the quarterback. And whenever you see coaches that have sons on the team, you – you look for elements that shows it right away, and you see it. You see that, you know, because you know that those kids, uh, they're in their classes. They've drugged kids along with them, and, and probably those kids have spent nights at the coach's house, and, and they just grow up together, and, 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 they, and those types of qualities come out. You, you can see that. That's for sure. Um, you know, we know that they're a seasoned team coming off of, you know, the last couple of years was kind of not typical teams for them, and, and even last year, they at five and five, they they had some nice wins, and they just couldn't quite get completely over the top. And they they've kind of done that this year. Um, you know, defensively, they're rugged. Uh, they run that three five three, and they look like they're big and strong. And they put some time in the weight room and those types of things. Uh, they got one super terrific player that uh, leads their team in tackles. That 
he's as good as anybody that we see. Um, move him around the field a little bit. You know, their DBs can play football because a lot of those guys are also the receivers, and you know that's going to be really good for them. And, and so then you flip it over on the offensive side of the ball, and, and they're and they're they're a flying circus. I mean, they just they're going to throw the ball down the field, and they're going to look for some home runs and big plays, and they've got the receivers that can do it. Uh, they're, they're scary. They'll throw the ball short on bubbles and things like that, but then the next thing you know, you think that play's coming, and they're running behind you, and there he goes for 70 yards for a touchdown. And then and they've got a nice running back back there that played for them last year, um, gained close to 700 yards this year. He's turned around, had another season like that. It gives him good balance. And then, of course, you know, the quarterback, he gets him in and out of uh, um, bad plays and gets him into good plays. He's another, he's a coach on the field. And so you just see these types of elements all over the place when you review video, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a huge challenge. Well, Swanton is making their third trip ever to the playoffs. They're 1-2 and two. in 1995. They lost to Versailles. 21 to 20. Then last year they beat Wayne Dale 38 to 28, but lost to Mylon Edison in the next round, 17 to 15. And Tim, what Northwestern has to do tonight, in my opinion, is not look across the way and see that the the opponent is bigger than they are. They just got to play their game. Yeah, Dave. There's there's no way you can change the uh, opponent lined up against you. Um, you know they got to believe that they have entered the playoffs for a reason. That they are a good team, just like Swanton's a good team. That uh, they belong on the field, and uh, I'm sure it'll take just about two or three uh, plays and hard hits, and they'll 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 settle right in and uh, um, just play football. Well, it is a gorgeous night for football here from Northwestern High School, about as best as you can expect for the 5th of November. Tim and I will be back with more and talk with Northwestern Huskies coach Mike Toot right after this. Hi, I'm Isaiah Satterfield, and sports changed my life. Before sports, my life was kind of rough. I had a few friends. Okay, maybe one. Not to mention, my diet wasn't exactly what you'd call healthy. Then I joined the team. Pretty soon I stopped eating all that greasy food and got a few friends. With their help, I was able to get my grades up too. That's my story. Share yours too. Dave Mitchell, Tim Eber back here at Northwestern High School. Good crowd accumulating here tonight. A lot of people across the way, Tim, as we are on the home side of the stands next to the press box, are making their way in from Swanton, and they're bringing a good crowd down here to watch their Bulldogs. Yeah, we uh, talked to a couple coaches. They had uh, a few few uh, pet buses coming and loaded up, so we expect a pretty good crowd for them. Well, the Huskies are 8-2. and two. They're 5-2 and two in the Wayne County Athletic League. This is their first time to the playoffs since 2013 when the Huskies finished 9-2 and two that year. They were beaten by Loudonville 20-8, and that was right here at Northwestern High School. In 2002, the script was almost the same, Tim, because Northwestern played Norwayne the last game of the year. They got beat that night in Creston, but then they had to turn right around and play Norwayne the next week in the playoffs, and that is something that they were going to have to do. The winner of this game plays the winner of the Norwayne-Genoa game, which is going on simultaneous to this in Creston, so it could be an all Wayne County Athletic League semifinal. That would be pretty pretty awesome for the uh, county here. It definitely would. Northwestern, they're five and zero here at home. They were three and two this year on the road. It's their sixth time to the playoffs. Mike Toot in his seventeenth year, ninety eight wins against seventy nine career defeats. And Northwestern, well, this year they won their first seven games. They look like a juggernaut. I know when we saw them, Tim, we thought they were one of the 
probably at that point in time the best team in the WCAL, and then they fell upon hard times and lost two out of their last three. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Norway, and that seemed to be the uh, turning point for them. Uh, they were started off 7-0, and like you said, Dave, playing very confidently, and they went into that Norway game as like the game of the week, and I think came away um, underperforming, really kind of d- disappointing with the way they performed, and uh, as you said, they limped in, losing two out of their last three ball games. Well, defensively, this should be a very entertaining ball game if you love defense, because Northwestern allowed 10 points or less in five of their games this year. They come in second in the Wayne County Athletic League, giving up 162 points. That's 16.2 overall. And scoring-wise, they scored 346, so they were second in the Wayne County Athletic League, and that also averaging just under 35 points a game for a differential of 18.4. Now, just how different is the Wayne County Athletic League from the NWOAL? We'll find out here in about 48 minutes of football, but before that, we talked with Northwestern coach Mike Toot about that problem. Northwestern coach Mike Toot joining us on tonight's pregame show before the ball game. Coach, thanks for joining us. First of all, in, in talking with Swanton coach Mike Vickers, he made a comment that he thought that the NWOAL this year, the conference that they're in, was a little bit weaker than it has been in years past, and the Wayne County Athletic League was stronger, and that's the reason Northwestern was able to eke them out for the home game. How do you feel about the, the conference strength of the Wayne County Athletic League this year? I think for two years in a row, the Wayne County Athletic League has been outstanding as far as the quality of football teams put out one through eight. And this year was um, the same thing. I think there's a total in our non-league schedule. There's 24 games. I think there's only uh, five losses by our league. Last year, there was four losses by our league. And um, definitely, when it comes down to computer points, that helps everybody when you have um, that many wins to go with it. And so definitely, I think for the last two years, the Wayne County League has just been above average from what we usually have been in years past. Coach, uh, the last three weeks, your team has not seemed to have as played as well as you did in the first seven weeks. Is there any reason for that, or was it just that the schedule got tougher towards the end? Um, yeah, I think you could point to a multitude of reasons right there. Um, I think there's, you know, we, we played some high-quality teams there the last three weeks. Um, strong chip wall team that was coming off uh, three straight playoff appearances. We played a a really good state-ranked Norway team, um, really good Downton team that's headed to the playoffs. And then you had two, um, one of the weeks we just had some really horrendous rain, so that kind of put a damper on that game. And um, I think also maybe we just had a little lull and maybe we got a little too comfortable having those seven straight wins. And hopefully um, maybe those struggles will toughen us a little bit more and come into this, Week 11 a little bit more hungry than maybe we have been the last three weeks. How's the week of practice gone? Do you feel like the team is back up to par now? We're getting ready for this game on Saturday night? Yeah, I think we've had a, a good attitude. I think we worked real hard. I think our guys realize that um, week 11 is do or die. Um, we don't win. Our season's over. And so I think definitely a little bit of a recommitment to working hard again and um, doing the things we do we need to do to make sure we improve as a football team. Coach, when we saw you last, Isaiah Peterson was just playing strictly linebacker. He was unable to play running back. Talk about the dimension that he brings back to your team uh, at the running back position. Um, no, two totally different players. Um, 
they, they both both bring something special to the lineup. Um, with um, Isaiah, he's probably just a little bit bigger than Derek. Um, runs a little bit more straight up and down. Um, probably the kind of guy who's probably more explosive to hit your really long play. When he finds a hole, he really bursts through it. And, and he has more long gains than Derek. Now, Derek, um, he's the kind of guy that's just really, really quick. He hits the hole before guys know what, what came there. Um, he runs really hard. He, he doesn't weigh that much, but I don't think he realizes he only weighs 160 pounds, and he just runs people over, and it, it's fun to watch because his legs really accelerate on contact. So I think those two different running styles give defenses problems because we rotate those guys, and um, the two different styles make defensive players play just a little bit differently. Coach, what have you seen on the game films of Swanton offensively? I guess to try to compare them, they run that wing formation. Actually, um, their wing formation, we compared them Black River, Smithville kind of team with their wing formation and the type of plays that they run off tackle. Um, very well coached football team and um, very strong at the point of attack. Some really big linemen and running backs who run extremely hard. And their defense has been outstanding this year. Just looking at the stats, they've given up only 97 points. Coach, what have you seen on the films that makes their defense such a strong unit? Well, number one, they have the size. The same size they have on the offensive side of the ball switches over and plays defense. So tremendous amount of size. And then add to it, um, very sound defensive system. And then... The way their kids run to the football, they're excellent pursuit. They play with a lot of hunger, a lot of desire, and um, I think their coaches do a great job putting their position, their kids into a position to succeed. Does that put more emphasis on the running game? Um, you know, for us, I think it comes down to whatever they're going to give us. Um, as you watch film, there's games they really stack up against the run. There's games they stack up against the pass. And I think we need to just take advantage of what they're giving us and execute our offense. And if they're giving us a pass game, we're going to have to take advantage and complete some passes down the field. And if they, you know, want to stack up against our pass game, we're going to have to execute our run game and get our blocks and uh, make sure we protect the football. Talking with Mike Tooth, the head coach of Northwestern. Coach, when you look at this ball game, I know you came into the year as a very experienced unit, but realistically, you know, as far as the playoffs are concerned, Coach, you're not an experienced unit. Are you glad that this game is at home because it gives your kids an opportunity to be familiar with their surroundings prior to their first playoff game in years? Well, I'm really glad I don't have to drive clear out the swamp. So. <laughs> <laughs> a long drive. So, yeah, being at home, not having to go to swamp, right, there's a real plus for us. Um, I think it's just a real plus for our fans to get to have a home playoff game. And um, like I say, our kids are in familiar surroundings, and that's good for them. Um, hopefully our kids realize uh, playoff football is much different than regular season. Everything is ramped up a little bit more. We've talked to them all week. Uh, these kids were freshmen. They got to watch a playoff game when they were freshmen. They were on the sidelines dressed. None of them participated in that game. But we're hoping that they, they understand how you, you have to pick up your level of play, you have to pick up your intensity, and have to be, be ready to go because every team that you play from week 11 on is a good football team. Northwestern coach Mike Toop before tonight's ball game. We're about three minutes away from the kickoff of this Division 5 quarterfinal matchup in Region 18. 
Tim, the injury report really is non-existent because everybody's hurt this time of year, but everybody's going to play. I don't. I think that uh, if you could limp out on the field, you couldn't keep these kids from playing tonight. Well, as far as the keys for tonight's game for Northwestern. Well, Dave, they got to take care of this uh, home field advantage. They're home. They're rested. Uh, they're in front of the home crowd. They got to play hard, and, and in my opinion, they got to go back to playing confident football. They got them seven and zero right out of the gate. They belong here. This is their turf. They need to play hard and confident and take it at Swanton tonight. Well, as far as Swanton is concerned, what you'll see out of them, they're going to use their experience and they're going to want to run the football. When you watch Swanton, what you're going to see is they will only throw the ball to Gunnar Oaks. He's got 38 catches. That's five times more than anybody else on this team, and they'll pretty much only run it with Michael Lonazak and Tim Rankin. But defensively, that's where the Bulldogs hang their hat. We'll be back with the kickoff and a look at the starting lineups for tonight's game right after this. These days, the concept of value matters more than ever. And you'd be hard-pressed to find a better value than high school sports. Extracurricular activities, including sports, make up about 2% of the budget for a typical Ohio high school. In return, participation in sports promotes citizenship and sportsmanship. Sports also instill a sense of community pride and teach lifelong lessons about cooperation and self-discipline. They encourage physical fitness. They produce community leaders. By offering so many benefits to the community for such a small percentage of a school's overall budget, it's easy to see why high school sports are one of the best bargains around. The real cost would come from not having them at all. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Northwestern won the coin toss, but deferred. So Swanton will get the football to start out tonight's game. And they will start out on offense, their quarterback. He is a junior 6'2", 205-pound Merrick Spies. Now, Spies is completing 57% of his passes. He's thrown 14 touchdown passes, five interceptions on the air. He'll be throwing it primarily to Gunnar Oaks, number 11. He's a 6'5", 205-pound senior that's going to Eastern Michigan. Oaks, 38 catches this year, just under 700 yards and 10 touchdowns. At the other wide receiver spot is Tim Rankin, number five, but he'll line up a lot of times at the wing formation. He's caught just... He has caught just 12 catches this year, but he's run the ball 59 times for 700 yards. In the backfield, it's Chase Avalos, number 45, at the fullback position, and Michael Lonazak, number 23, will be at the running back spot. He's a sophomore. He rushed for over 1,000 yards this year, 1,051 on 162 carries. And across the front line for the Bulldogs, it's Aaron Hazlett, number 77 at left tackle, Xavier Williams at left guard, Ben Burke, the center, Connor Yanni at right guard, and the right tackle is Zach Jingalewski. So Swanton will be getting the ball, kicking it off for Northwestern. Is Amon, and the ball is kicked off. It's a short kickoff. It'll be taken, went right in between two Swanton Bulldogs. They fumbled the football, and it'll be grabbed by Northwestern. Swanton fumbled the football on the opening kickoff. That was Brennan Spees and Wilhelmy, Mason Wilhelmy. Got the recovery, so Northwestern will get the ball inside Swanton territory at the 25-yard line. What a big play to start this game. Well, Dave, I don't know if uh, they had that written down as the way they wanted to start the ball game, but, boy, you could not have written a better script for Northwestern. 
So after going throughout the entire offensive lineup for Swanton, now we'll go over Northwestern's offensive lineup when we get an opportunity. But it will be Brock Toot starting a quarterback with Peterson in the backfield. He's going to throw it into the end zone, and it will be incomplete. Tried to get the ball over on the left-hand side to his intended receiver for Northwestern. That is Tanner or Carlson Tanner. Tanner Carlson, excuse me. So Carlson couldn't get to it, so the incompletion by Toot gives the ball on second and ten from the 25. Toot with Peterson to his left, out of the shotgun. Hand off to Peterson, right up the middle, cuts it over the left-hand side, inside the 25, down to the 20-yard line. Nice run by Isaiah Peterson, the running back for Northwestern. He spent most of the year missing a few games because of turf toe, but he picks up five on that carry and it'll be third down and call it five yards to go. Ball just inside the 20 yard line. Trips out to the left hand side for Northwestern. Out to the right hand side is Nick Letterly. Letterly the single receiver out to the right. Peterson to the left of two. Nice snap. Toot, now is going to tuck it under, runs it out to the right-hand side, stops, throws up, and it is complete to Letterly near the 10-yard line. And it'll be down at the 11 for the reception. Tackle made on the play by Jonathan Shanks. And it will be close to a first down. Now they will give him the first down on the completion. Well, Dave, we, we said earlier in the ballgame that we would have to watch the offensive defensive lines, and right now uh, Northwestern is doing a nice job of opening up some holes and protecting two. So with the football, Northwestern, first and ten at the 11-yard line, handoff to Peterson right up the middle. He'll be gang-tackled and stopped right at the 10-yard line for a gain of a yard. And it will bring up second and nine. Jingalewski with the tackle. As Northwestern goes no huddle, almost all of the time, they send trips out to the left-hand side. Schwartz is out there along with Brandon Reed, who's their leading receiver this year, and Tristan Amon. Toot, out of the pistol, with Peterson to the left, drops straight back, looks into the end zone. Now he's going to tuck it under, roll out to his right. He's going to throw the ball into the back of the end zone, up in the air, and knocked away and incomplete. Tried to get the ball in the back of the end zone to Letterly, but it fell incomplete, and it will be third down and nine yards to go. Northwestern needs to get the ball down inside about the three-yard line in order to pick up a first down. 10-13 to go. Northwestern taking over the ball at the 25 to... Pitches it out around the right-hand side to Peterson. He's going to be stacked up and down at the 12. Loss of a yard on the play to Peterson. And it will be fourth down. Aaron Hazlett with the tackle for Swanton. And let's see what Mike Toot and the Huskies decide to do here early in the ball game. And they're going to bring in the kicking unit and go for the field goal. Yeah. Pretty important for Northwestern right here, Dave, to come away with some points. So uh, a little bit early to go for it on fourth down, uh, try to get three points right out of the gate. Parker Smith will come in to attempt the field goal. He is a junior, 5'10", 190 pounds. Ball placed at the 20. Kick is up. It's blocked by Swanton, and it'll be recovered right away by the holder, Mason Wilhelmy. 
and that is where Swanton will take it over after the blocked field goal. So Northwestern comes away with nothing, and that may be a turning point here in this ballgame. Uh, the Swanton defender came in unblocked off the left side there, Dave, and uh, that kick really had no chance coming off the foot. So it will be Swanton's offense coming out on the field for Northwestern. They start across the front line. Billy Smith, Robert Steinmetz, and Trevor Thompson. Swanton, as we said, they look a lot like Smithville. They come up with the full house backfield now. Jumbo formation. Hand off to Lonazak. Lonazak takes it across the 25 out to the 27-yard line. Number 23, Michael Lonazak on the carry. Tackle made by Thompson on the play. And about a three-yard gain for Lonazak. He's the sophomore. Was pushed into a starting role a year ago when Chase Avalos went down with a broken ankle. And he had to play as a freshman, and he has never relinquished the job. Rankin is wing left. Now they're in the wing formation. Quarterback is Merrick Spees. Spees pitches it out on the right hand side to Rankin. Rankin takes off the right hand. Out to the 31-yard line. He picked up about three yards on the carry, and that is what Swanton will do to you. They will run, 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 and then throw it deep to Gunner Oaks. You know, Northwestern did a real nice job. They ran that ball to the uh, uh, long side of the field, and they just strung that out. He was able to get three, but uh, really did not get the amount of yardage he was looking for. Third and five now for the Bulldogs. Ball at the 32-yard line. In Swanton territory. Moving in motion to the far side is Avalos. Hand off to Lonazak. Lonazak off left tackle. Cuts it across the 35, out to the 40, across the 40, and out to the 42-yard line. He's got the first down on a gain of 10. Initial first down of the night for the Bulldogs. And that's what Lonazak will do. We've heard about him where he will actually evade a hole just to hit somebody. You know, but he did a nice job there, Dave. He had uh, some nice quick feet. Uh, you know, he never did get up to top speed, but he was able to dance around and pick up some good yardage there. So the drive continues for the Bulldogs. First and ten from the 42-yard line. Spies under center, full house backfield. Handoff along the left-hand side. Comes to Avalos. Avalos takes it across the 50 into Northwestern Territory and down at the 49-yard line for a gain of eight. Tackle made on the play by Ryan Schwartz. He's the leading tackler for Northwestern this year with over 150 tackles on the season. First carry of the night by Avalos. Picked up seven, and it will bring up second down and call it a long two yards to go. Ball at the 49, and now the officials are going to take a timeout as they want to look at somebody on the Swanton side. Swanton going from right to left across your computer screen. Now Rankin is going to have to leave the ball game. You know, he may have been sent off by the officials, Dave. Uh, they've been doing that. If there's any sign of maybe a possible concussion, they send the player off, have him checked out. And then bring him back on. Well, actually, he's looking at his leg. Like maybe he got some blood on it somewhere, but now he goes off to the back bench and we'll get that cleared up. Into the ball game now to take his place is Brennan Spies. He's the brother of the quarterback, Merrick Spies. Full house backfield. Hand off right up the middle. It goes to Avalos, and Avalos takes it down to the 47-yard line. He's close to a first down after a gain of two. Looks like he might be just a little bit short. Check that, excuse me. That was Lonazak with the carry. Lonazak is going to be just short after the gain of two, and it'll be third down and a short one. They need to get just inside the 46 to pick up a first down in there, just inside the 47. 6.45 to go in this first quarter. 
one on their initial drive of the night. Again, the full house backfield. They hand it off off the left-hand side. Alana Zaki's got the first down and more across the 40 into Northwestern Territory. Stiff arms a defender inside the 35 and run out of bounds near the 30-yard line. 17-yard run by Michael Lonazak, and it's another first down for Swanton. Dave, it's real hard to bring Lonazak down if you're going to tackle him up by the shoulders. You're going to have to go lower than that. Uh, he was able to shake off three or four Husky defenders there, and uh, I don't think they ever did get him until he got out of bounds. He's got four carries now for 32 yards early in this ballgame. First and ten for the Bulldogs at the Northwestern 29-yard line. Again, the full house backfield with Rankin at the wing, and the handoff goes on the right-hand side to Avalos, and Avalos lost his footing and is dropped down at the 31-yard line. They're going to mark him at about a yard loss. So that'll bring up second down. And 11 yards to go. Now, Swanton will huddle up. Northwestern, completely different. They would rather go with the no huddle. We'll check some scores for you coming up here in just a moment. Try to check out that Norway-Genoa ball game. The winner of this one plays the winner of that game next week at a neutral site. Spies pitches it out to Lonazak off right tackle. He'll take it inside the 30 down to the 25-yard line. So he got the loss yardage back plus four more for a gain of five. Brings up third down here, Dave. Uh, to my knowledge, I don't think Swanton's attempted a pass yet, and they've got a Division One receiver just lurking in the wings. He'd be surprised if they don't try to get the ball to him on this play. This is when you would throw the ball up to Gunnar Oaks, and that's what they have done in years past. Oaks going to Eastern Michigan. He's out wide on the right-hand side. Hand off to Lonazak. They're going to keep it on the ground. He's up near the 21-yard line. He's going to be shy of the first down by about two yards. After a gain of four. He has been the main ball carrier on this drive. Six carries. Avalos has carried at one and ranking once. And now leaving the ball game after he lost his helmet is the left tackle, Aaron Hazlett. Big play for the Bulldogs here, Dave. Uh, would be a huge momentum change to be able to stop them also deep into their territory. Both teams would have an opportunity to score and it would give the Huskies the ball back. So it's fourth down, two yards to go as the Northwestern crowd implores their defense. The hold here. Speed moves Rankin in motion to the far side. Hand off to Lonazak. He's going to be hit behind the line and drop. They will hold him right at the line of scrimmage. And he is dropped on the play. The initial hit was made by Ryan Schwartz. Another great outstanding tackle. We've got 429 left to go in the first quarter. And there is no score. It's time you take back control of your hard-earned money. Today's market requires a more sophisticated approach. And at Borman Cook Financial Services in Worcester, they take pride in developing lasting relationships with clients, which adds to the quality of services they offer. Develop a personal strategy plan, business transition and continuation, employee benefits, and risk management. Borman Cook helps align your financial decisions with the dreams you have for the future. And the experience of Borman Cook Financial Services is vital to meet the needs of each individual client. Start your plan today. Call Borman Cook Financial Services at 202 North Market in Worcester at 330-263-7800. Derek Duvall takes the handoff from Brock Toot on first down and 10 from the Northwestern 24-yard line. Takes it out to the 25 for a yard gain. So Northwestern's defense does an outstanding job and holds Swanton scoreless after a long drive 
and they get the ball back. They've got it second and nine at the 25-yard line in their own territory. Toots going to throw the ball. Blocked. Boy, nice play. Michael Lonazak came in from his right outside linebacker position on the blitz and knocked down that pass before it ever got to the line of scrimmage. And it will bring up third down, nine yards to go. With the big boys up front that Swanton has, that gives the Bulldog defense, their linebackers, the opportunity to roam free. And they do have some big boys on that on that defensive line. Dropping back is two, looking up the field. He's looking deep. Good protection. He throws the ball deep, and it is incomplete. Threw it over the head of the intended receiver, Brandon Reed, up around the 35-yard line. So Toot starts out the ball game one for five so far. And the incompletion means that the Huskies will have to punt the football away. And coming in to punt it away for Northwestern is Parker Smith. The junior, Gunner Oaks, the 6'5", 200-pound senior, drops back around his own 45-yard line to receive this punt. Good snap. Smith gets it up. Blocked out of the air, and it'll be recovered by Swanton inside Northwestern Territory by Dakota Straub, the senior. Well, I'm not sure who got a hand on that, Tim. Maybe you saw it, but I didn't see who got the block, but Straub recovered the football. It looked like number six, Jonathan Shanks, got in on there, Dave. Dave, Northwestern has got to shore up their special teams. We've had a block punt and a block field goal just in the first quarter alone, and uh, the Swanton defenders have been running free in there. So Swanton will start at the Northwestern 14-yard line, first and 10. They're in better field position now than they were when they turned the ball over on downs, their first position. And now we've got a timeout on the field again. The official wants to take a timeout, and he's going to look again at Aaron Hazlett and send him out of the ball game. 5.54 left to go in the first quarter of play. Norway up on top of Genoa, 7 to nothing. Hazlett was the player that one of the coaches for Swant was talking to us about earlier tonight, Tim, that they couldn't understand why he wasn't getting more visits from college coaches. He is a big boy, 6'3", 275-pound senior. And he's having helmet problems. Lonazak, fake handoff to him on the inside. Rankin got it, then center back on the counter to Avalos. He takes it to the five and into the end zone for the score. Nice reverse on the counter inside handoff from Rankin to Avalos. And Avalos takes it in from 14 yards out. And Swanton has jumped out on top of it by a score of 6 to nothing. First touchdown of the ball game. And for Avalos this year, that's his 10th rushing touchdown of the season. 3.38 left to go in this first quarter of play. Swanton on top of it 6 to nothing. And let's see what they decide to do. They've got an outstanding kicker in Nick Kobach. Kobach, a 5'11", 155-pound senior. He's kicked 46 extra points this year and four field goals. And he's going to attempt the extra point with 3.38 to go. Good snap. Kobach drills it up. And it is good. 3.38 left to go in the first quarter of play from Northwestern. Your score, it's Swanton 7 
at Northwestern, nothing. Hi, radio friends. It's Chris Robinson. And Frank Jengo, your go-to guys at the M.W. Robinson Company. Frank, the service techs and installers sure have been busy. They sure have, Chris. At the M.W. Robinson Company, when the going gets rough, the tough get going. Customer and service driven. Call Chris and Frank at the M.W. Robinson Company for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. 330-264-9983. One phone call, one number for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. We nail this every time, Frank. Hey, football fans, we've always been local. Now we're mobile. Take Farmer State Bank with you anywhere, anytime with our mobile banking app. Farmer State Bank Mobile Banking offers you secure, anytime access to your accounts, including the ability to view balances, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile phone. Go to the App Store and search Farmer State Bank of OH to download the app today. Visit us at farmerstate-oh.com or call 800-350-2844 to learn more. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lending Lender. Well, it's 7 nothing. Swanton on top of it, 338. Tim, special teams has been the story of this game so far for both teams. Yeah, we talked all about the things that we would be looking for in this game. Uh, I think the one thing Northwestern really didn't anticipate is, is that uh, they would be uh, uh, down due to special teams. So Swanton will be kicking it off. Kobach will kick it off. Back set to return for Northwestern. Is Reed, and Reed will take it in at the five-yard line. Reed takes it right up the middle, cuts it to the right side at the 20. To the 25, still struggling forward, and he'll be stopped up and down right there at the 25-yard line. Nice return on the play by Brandon Reed of about 20 yards on that return. See, it's easy to overlook, Dave, but if you think about it, uh, the very first play of the game, the kickoff to Swanton, was also a special teams play that gave uh, Northwestern uh, point-blank range that they weren't able to capitalize on. So uh, with three minutes left to go in the first quarter, boy, special teams is playing a huge part in this ballgame. It absolutely is. Going out wide to the left is Tanner Carlson. Slot left is Reed. Out of the pistol, handoff to Peterson right up the middle. He's going to be stacked up and down right at the 26-yard line. Gain of about a yard on the play to Peterson. He's got four carries tonight and six yards unofficially. They're going to give him about a half a yard. Reed, slot left. Now going out wide right is Letterly. Wide left Carlson. Out of the pistol. Toot. Pump fake. Now throws it up the left side, and it is incomplete. Tried to get the ball to Reed on the curl pattern, but he overthrew him on the left sideline. And it is third down and ten. And one of the things we talked about in the pregame show, Tim, was Northwestern has to stay out of third and long against the Swant defense because they can pin their ears back and come right after two. You know, and uh, the Northwestern line, Dave, is doing a pretty good job giving two time, but... Boy, I've been impressed with uh, Swanton's defensive backs. They, there's really no open receivers for two to throw to thus far. So Toot out of the pistol. He's got Letterly out wide to the right, aiming slot right. Going wide left is Carlson. Slot left now is Letterly with Peterson to the right of Toot. Ball in the near hash mark. Eamon's going to move in motion to the far side. Fake handoff. Toot throws it out into the flat. It is complete to Eamon at the 35-yard line. 30-yard line, excuse me. He'll be run out of bounds at the 32. That is about a 7-yard completion to Ammon on the play. Just the second completion of the night for Toot. First catch of the night by Ammon, but it'll bring up fourth down and three yards to go from the 32-yard line, and Northwestern will be forced to punt again. And uh, 
Hold on to your hats, folks. Who, who knows might, what might happen on this? Parker Smith will punt the football away. He came in averaging 34 yards a kick. Gunner Oaks back around his own 35-yard line to receive this punt. High snap, but Parker gets it. Now a high spiral kick that Gunner Oaks is going to take in at his 27-yard line. He's going to be hit right there, spun around, struggles forward to the 30-yard line, and he'll be dropped right at the 30. 2.43 left to go in the first quarter. Your score from Northwestern. It is Swanton 7 at Northwestern nothing. If you're looking for great service and affordable prices, come to the right place. Morris Oil Petroleum at 1003 Spruce Street in Worcester. We have all the resources you need to get the job done quickly and efficiently. At Morris Oil, we strive to make sure our customers are completely satisfied with the job we've done for them. Morris Oil offers a complete line of petroleum products from Marathon, Mobile, and Sitco. Rest assured, you're in good hands with Morris Oil. Morris Oil on Spruce Street in Worcester, a proud supporter of Northwestern Athletics. Lana Zach takes the handoff right up the middle across the 30, out to the 32-yard line. That'll be a gain of two for Lana Zach, and it brings up second and eight. Lana Zach now seven carries tonight, 43 yards, so he's well on his way to over 100 here this evening. Northwestern has to do something about slowing him down here tonight. Second and eight, ball at the 32. T formation, wing formation with Rankin on the left. Handoff comes around the left-hand side to Avalos. Flag down on the play. Avalos takes it across the 40, and he's going to be shoved out of bounds across the 45, out of bounds at the 47. But there's a flag down at the line of scrimmage, and it will be holding. Yeah, Dave, he got a, a nice hole right off the left side there. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Swanton was holding on the play, which enabled uh, the runner to get outside. So the hold will negate the run. Your officials for tonight's game, Larry Smith Jr. is the umpire, along with Dennis Whitlatch, Jeremy Buck, Jerry Savage, and Billy Holland. Those are your officials for tonight's game. Of course, the conferences do no longer issue the referees for the game. It is all done by the OHSAA. So that holding penalty is going to take it all the way back to the 24-yard line. So it'll bring up second down and 17 yards to go. Maybe we'll see the first pass of the night, Dave. Could be. Swanton has kept it on the ground. Now they send Oaks out wide right. Spies slot right. In the backfield is Avalos and Lonazak. Dropping back is Spies. He's going to throw it out into the flat complete to Lonazak. Invades a tackler and he takes it across the 25 out to the 30. Breaks another tackle across the 35 and he's out to the 36 yard line. And that's close to a first down after the play. Boy, Swanton looked like they were real close to getting a block in the back there, Dave, but the referee did not call that and it brings up a third down and about four. First completion of the night by Merrick Spies. He came in completing 58% of his passes, but it brings up third and four. Ball at the 37-yard line. With a minute 25 to go in this first quarter, Swanton on top of it by a TD. Receivers out wide to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark. Dropping back Spies again. Looks over the middle. It is complete over the middle, and he's got it to Rankin across the 45, out to the 50. Wait. Spies has got a weird delivery, but he put the ball right on the button. And excuse me, but that was right on the button, not to Brennan Spies, his brother. 
for seven yards, and that gives them a first down via the pass. So another first down for Swanton as they continue the drive with a minute left to go in the first quarter. Merrick Spees with the ball to 49. Hand off to Rankin on the right-hand side. He's going to be stacked up and down right away by Ryan Schwartz. Schwartz, they've got him listed as a cornerback, but he's really a monster back. And boy, he is a monster for boy, the Boy, he's Hunters. been all over the field so far tonight. It feels like he's got a game worth of tackles, and it's just the first quarter, Dave. So second down and call it a long eight yards to go. They'll give him two on the carry. Gunner Oaks comes out wide to the left-hand side. Wing right is Rankin. T formation under center of speed. He's going to roll out to his left. Now look up the left-hand side. He's going to throw it out to Oaks. Complete at the 32-yard line. And he'll be stopped right there and driven back on the play by Northwestern's Brock Toot, the safety. They're going to mark his forward progress at the 35-yard line. So a 13-yard completion. Well, that was nice timing between Spies and uh, Oaks. Uh, I believe the quarterback threw that before he was even out of his break, but as soon as Oaks turned around, the ball was right there. And, you know, with his size, there's no defending that if you're playing behind him. And that'll do it for the first quarter of play. We'll switch ends. Your score at the end of one. It is Swanton 7, Northwestern nothing. Since 1997, Commodity Blenders of West Salem has specialized and serviced the area with custom dairy feeds along with poultry and swine feed mixes. Commodity Blenders has the values you want when looking for a feed distributor. Quality, integrity, reliability, and honesty. Their customers' needs come first in actions and thoughts. Bruce and Deanna Keener are focused on being Central Ohio's preferred feed mill in terms of perceived value for both quality and dependability. Enthusiastic, energetic, and committed to quality. Commodity Blenders, for your maximum bottom line results on Myers Road in West Salem. Call 419-846-3155. At 300 Tire and Auto Repair, we're your local tire and auto experts. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who allows us to take care of your vehicle. This is Kevin Covert. At 300 Tire and Auto Repair, not only do we take great pride in the work we do, we're also proud to be locally owned and operated. When you do business with us, your dollars don't get shipped to corporate headquarters. Your money stays right here at home, helping our community thrive. Thank you for your ongoing support of 300 Tire and Auto Repair. We're located next to the post office in downtown Worcester. And at 300tire.com. So as we open the second quarter of play, Swanton on top of it, 7 to nothing. Ball at the Northwestern 35-yard line, first and 10 for the Bulldogs. They've got Lana, Zach, and Avalos in the backfield. Handoff goes to Rankin around the left-hand side. He's going to cut it inside the 35, down to the 30, to the 25, and he'll be run out of bounds near the 20-yard line. There, he's got the first down after a gain of about 13 on the carry. Got three carries tonight for 17 yards, Tim. Avalos, three carries, 20 yards. Lonazak, seven carries, 43 yards. And the Huskies have got to shore up that defense against this run. Full house backfield, Merrick Spice under center. They've got the jumbo package in. Handoff goes to Avalos off left tackle. Avalos breaks a couple of tackles across the 20 and near the 15 yard line inside the 15. And he'll be run out of bounds at the 13. So a gain of eight on the play for Avalos, and it's second and two. Avalos just tucked himself up right behind those big offensive linemen, Dave. I don't think the Northwestern uh, uh, defense could find him. Probably not, not behind Hazlett. 
He's a condominium in himself. 6'3", 275 pounds. Ball at the 13-yard line. Second and two for Swanton. Going to the south end of the field. Hand off to Lonazak. Lonazak's got the first down near the 10-yard line. And he'll be dragged down inside right at the 10. A gain of three yards on the carry. And it will be first and goal for Swanton. You know, Dave, I don't think uh, Swanton really cares how long it takes them to score. Um, they are very efficient with their running. And they'll take four, five, ten yards. Um, they're not in a hurry. Um, they pass it efficiently, but uh, they, they prefer to run it clearly. Now Lonazak is the single setback. Wing formation on either side. Gunner Oaks on the right-hand side. Avalos moves in motion. Now the quarterback, Spies, is going to throw it into the end zone to Oaks, and it overthrew him and incomplete. Well-designed play, but Spies was under heavy pressure from Swartz and had to get rid of the ball. He's now, that's his first incompletion of the night. He's two for three in the ball game for 25 yards so far. Second and goal. Just inside the 10-yard line of Northwestern. 7 nothing Swanton. 10.51. Clock stops on the incompletion. Now Avalos goes out wing left. Gunner Oaks comes out wide right. T for, or I formation, excuse me, for Swanton. Pitch out comes to Lonazak off left tackle. He's going to be stacked up at the 10, maybe to the 9. Still struggles forward. Keeps his feet moving, and he's near the 6-yard line. He just keeps going and going. Three-yard gain on the play, and it will be third down and six. You know, he gets himself up right right up behind those offensive linemen, and then they just kind of go forward as a group uh, another three or four yards before uh, Northwestern can find the ball carrier. So the ball resting just outside the five at about the six-yard line. It's third and goal, and you could say that this is probably two-down territory for Swanton, even though they do have a good field goal kicker in Kobach. Now Lonazak, the single setback. Wing formation with Oaks out to the right-hand side. Avalos moves in motion, dropping back his piece. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone to Oaks. He's got him in the corner, and it is in there for a touchdown. Boy, Spies put it right up, and Gunnar Oaks ran underneath in the right-hand corner of the end zone for the score, and it's 13-0 Swan. That's exactly what he did, Dave. The, the right-hand corner was wide open. He just put it up to an area and let Oaks right run right underneath it. Well, for Gunner Oaks this year, as for, now there's a penalty on the play. Personal foul against Northwestern came after the play. For Oaks, that's his 11th touchdown catch of the season. And it's a 13-0 Swanton lead. Now, Kobach will come in to attempt the extra point. He's got 47 extra points this year. Now the officials are calling another timeout, and they're forcing Northwestern to send off the field David Agnes. He's got a cut on his arm, so coming in to replace him on this extra point will be Garrett Deaver, a junior. So Kobach will come in to attempt the extra point. He's a right-footed kicker, outstanding. As Swanton has taken the two-touchdown lead. Good snap, hold is down, kick is up, and Hodak drills it through. 10.02 to go in the first half of play. Your score from Northwestern. It's now Swanton 14 and the Huskies nothing. <laughs> 
Welcome to Borman Barbershop, located at 1019 Bowman Street in Worcester. Borman's is your one stop for regular cuts, flat tops, tapers, anything you need. For men and boys who don't want to go to that hairstylist, let Chris at Borman's handle your cut. Walk-in only, no appointment necessary. Open Monday through Friday at 8.30. On Monday and Thursday, they close at 6. Tuesday and Friday at 5. Wednesdays at 3. Borman's Barbershop, located inside Studio B Salon on Bowman Street. Borman's Barbershop, a proud supporter of Northwestern Husky Athletics. Hi, it's your go-to guys at the M.W. Robinson Company. It sure is nice that our customers have the convenience of having one phone number to call for all their plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. No mechanical problem too large or too small for the M.W. Robinson Company. In 36 years of local service, there isn't much we haven't done. Hey, Chris, don't forget to mention that we have all the service records from the former Web Atlas Company. Yeah, that's right, and Frank came along with them. I sure did. So call me at the M.W. Robinson Company, 330-264-9983. 14 nothing. Swanton on top of it, and Kodak will kick it off. It is State Farm Insurance. Dan Wakefield sends best wishes to all the local teams and athletes this season. If you're looking for a real value in insurance, see State Farm agent Dan Wakefield in Worcester or Millersburg, or visit danwakefieldinsurance.com. Kodak kicks it off for Kobach kicks it off for Swanton, and he. Kicked it through the end zone for a touchback, and Northwestern will take it over first and ten at their own 20. Yeah, Swanton had his short field there, Dave, on the kickoff. Northwestern was uh, given a 15-yard penalty on that touchdown, and so Kovac just kicked it right through the end zone. So Northwestern has it first and ten at the 20-yard line, their own 20. And they send out wide to the left-hand side, Carlson. Now moving in motion to the right-hand side and getting the handoff around the right-hand side is Reed. And Reed takes it across the 20, out to the 23-yard line. So a little wrinkle there by Northwestern trying to get something going offensively. Gain of three by Reed on the carry. And it's second down and seven yards to go. Ball at the 23-yard line. Ammon comes out wide to the left. Carlson... All the way out to the left-hand side. Ammon now lines up slot left. Reed at the wing. And Duvall is in at running back now for Peterson. Dropping back Toot. Toot's going to throw it out in the flat. Complete to Ammon. He's going to complete and then drop the football incomplete. And he was hit immediately on the play. By, looked like Tim Rankin there for Swanton. But it actually was Gage Patchover. Patchover is a junior, 5'9", 160-pound defensive back, and he caused the incompletion. And it will be third down and seven yards to go from the 23. Toot moves Duvall over to the right-hand side, ball on the far hash mark, trips to the left. Dropping back is Toot. He's going to throw the ball deep up the left-hand side, and it'll be knocked away and incomplete. Actually, the re- one of the receivers down there, on the far side, Carlson became the defensive back because Brennan Spees had a better shot at catching that ball than he did. I believe that actually went off Brennan Spees' helmet, Dave. He was he went up for him, went through his hands, went right off his helmet. Um, puts the Huskies in punting position. So this will be the third consecutive possession that Northwestern has had to punt the football away. Parker Smith will come in and punt it away. Gunnar Oaks back at his 45 and. Nice high end-over-end kick by 
Parker Smith taken in by Oaks at the 45 to the 50 into Northwestern Territory to the 45 and down to the 42-yard line. 9.03 to go in the first half of play. Your score, Swanton 14, Northwestern nothing. Koenig's Corner in Lattisburg is a proud supporter of Husky Athletics. Mark and Nancy Koenig bring a history of success, performance, tradition, and hard work. At Koenig's Corners, you can get a cold beverage, snacks, everything you need, and try their special. 12-piece chicken and JoJo's and a 2-liter of pop for only $14.99. Pick it up after the game. Located on the corner of Route 301 and North Elyria Road, Koenig's Corners is open until 10 p.m. on the weekends, 9 p.m. Sunday through Thursday. Canix Corners in Lettuceburg wishes the Huskies the best of luck. While you're away, Swanton decided to throw the football on first and ten, and they threw it out in the flat from the 42-yard line down inside the 26-yard line to Gunner Oaks for a 16-yard reception. Once again, real nice timing on that, Dave. Oaks is running an out pattern. Uh, Spees is releasing that ball before Oaks is even out of his break, but once he turns around, the ball is right there. So a first down now for Swanton. They've got it down to the Northwestern 26-yard line. Third catch of the night by Gunnar Oaks. And, you know, we said coming in, he's the guy that they're going to target. They only send one guy out in a pattern, and Oaks just always seems to find himself open. He goes out wide to the left-hand side. Jumbo formation for Swanton. And a handoff, fake handoff on the outside, and it goes inside to Lonazak, and he's going to take it down to the 20-yard line for a gain of five. Lonazak now with a five-yard carry. And that is his tenth carry of the night. He's got 54 yards unofficially. Eight twenty left to go in this first half of play. T formation for Swanton. They send Oaks out to the left-hand side. Ball at the 20. Handoff goes to Rankin, and Rankin's going to be dropped at the 19 after a yard gain. Northwestern did a good job of bottling up that run. And it will be third down and four. Rankin, though, has got four carries tonight for 18 yards. Next two downs are real big for the Huskies, Dave. They need to stop Swanton and get something started offensively themselves. Norway on top of Genoa, 14-0 with five minutes left to go in the second quarter of play. Ball just inside the 20-yard line of Northwestern. And it's third down and five yards to go. Speed with a full house backfield. Now moves Rankin in motion to the far side. Hand off to Lonazak. Lonazak off the right side, stacked up. He's going to be brought down right at the 20-yard line for no gain on a nice play. By the right outside linebacker, Camp Ford Northwestern. That was Derek Duval. Duval, boy, a nice play by him defensively to come up and stop that play. Loss of a yard, it's fourth and five. That's the first time Lonazak has lost yardage here tonight. Duval had great penetration there, Dave. Took him down for a loss. Brings up a huge fourth down for the Huskies. Big play here for the Huskies defense. Fourth and five at the 20-yard line. Spees under center with Avalos and Lonazak. Now he's going to roll out to his left. Spees is going to throw it out into the flat, complete to Oaks. Oaks near the first down marker. He's got the first down, and he'll take it down inside the 15 near the 11-yard line. Nine-yard completion to Gunner Oaks. 
Not only is Oaks tall, Dave, but he's got such long arms. If you just get it near him, he's able to pluck that ball out. And, uh, you know, we've talked about it. How, how does he get open? Well, when you got a, a reach radius like that, you just have to get it near him. And he does an outstanding job of getting open. He came into the game with 39 catches this year. He's caught four here tonight, one for a touchdown, and it's first and goal for Swanton inside the 10 at the 9. Spees handoff to Avalos, off left tackle, down near the five, stopped up. He keeps his legs churning, and he's going to be run out of bounds near that five-yard line. And it will bring up second and goal for the Bulldogs. They are just running right behind their huge right tackles in Hazlett. And over on the right-hand side, Singalewski, they are both 275 pounds. If they go left, they go behind Hazlett. If they go right, they go behind Jingalewski. Five-yard re- carry on the play by Avalos. Second down goal. Hand off to Lonazak. Lonazak's going to take it into the end zone for the touchdown. So Lonazak carries it in from five yards out. His first touchdown of the night. His 21st of the year. And it expands the Swanton lead to 20 to nothing with 6.26 to go in this first half of play. Kobach will come in to attempt his third extra point of the night. So far he's been perfect. And the snap is down, the kick is up, and the kick is good. 6.26 to go in the first half of play from Northwestern in this quarterfinal game. Your score. It is Swanton 21, Northwestern nothing. For over 125 years, the Lodi Lumber Company has offered good old-fashioned, friendly, and courteous customer service. The staff at Lodi Lumber will do all they can to make it a pleasure to do business with them and can answer any building questions or concerns you have. Lodi Lumber not only has lumber, but a full line of roofing materials and steel siding, cabinets, flooring, windows and doors, insulation, anything you need to improve your home. Stop by Lodi Lumber on Wheat Street in Lodi or call them at 330-948-1311. Becker Farms is a family-owned trucking company that offers hauling of all kinds of freight. Started over 40 years ago by Dan Becker, Becker Farms is proud to call the Wayne County area home. And right now, they have an outstanding opportunity for good drivers. If you have a Class A CDL, put it to good use. Apply now by calling Jackie at Becker Farms, 330-262-1766. Becker Farms, conveniently located on the corner of Route 250 and Rathburn Road. Becker Farms, a proud supporter of Northwestern Huskies Athletics. Kobach will kick it off for Swanton. It'll be taken in by Reed at his 5. Right up the middle to the 10. Cuts it to the near side to the 20. To the 25, and he'll be run out of bounds and wrestled out of bounds at about the 30-yard line. So that's where Northwestern will start. First and 10 at about their own 30-yard line, Tim. Well, that's imperative. Northwestern get something started offensively, Dave. Down 21 to nothing with six minutes to go in the second quarter here. They need to get a score before halftime. Well, Northwestern, three consecutive times they have had the football, and three consecutive times they have had to punt the football away. This is their best field position since they recovered the opening kickoff fumble. 
Ball resting at the 30. Hand off to Peterson. Peterson off the left-hand side. He's going to struggle forward and be dropped down at about the 34-yard line. So a gain of four for Isaiah Peterson. He came in as the leading ball carrier for the Huskies this year. Just under 700 yards. They'll give him four on that carry. And it's second and six. And so far, Dave, the uh, Swanton defense is everything that it came advertised as. Northwestern has not had a whole lot of room to run and has had a lot of difficulty passing as well. Hand off to Peterson right up the middle. He's going to be hit by Hazlett and Zingalewski and thrown back for no gain. They were showing blitz. Swanton was coming on the play. They were bringing in Lonazak from the left-hand side. But it was just Hazlett and Zingalewski that bottled him up. Now Peterson will go to the left-hand side with two receivers out wide on both sides. They've got two receivers out wide on each side. Carlson and Reed to the near side. Ammon and Letterly out to the far side. Two drops straight back. Looks up the left-hand side. He's going to throw the ball deep. He's got a receiver, and it will be incomplete. Boy, that was a nice defensive play, Tim, by Gage Patchover again who went up and knocked that football away, and it will bring up punting time for Northwestern again on 4th and 7th. Yeah, Patchover did a real nice job taking an inside route on the Northwestern receiver there. He he got on the inside, and he, once again, was uh, probably a better receiver than the Northwestern receiver was. So back set to punt is Parker Smith. And he will get the punt away under a heavy rush. Gunnar Oaks will take it in at his 30. Cuts it right up the middle to the 35 to the 40. And that's where he'll be hit and down at the 43. And a flag is thrown in on the tackle. And it looks like it may be a face mask on that play, that penalty. We've just had one penalty here tonight. Or, excuse me, two penalties tonight. One against either team. And the officials, as they congregate near the football ball, resting at the... 44-yard line on a, after a 14-yard return by Oaks. And the way they're looking at Northwestern, it will be a dead ball, incidental contact, five yards with the face mask. So an incidental face mask penalty against Northwestern. That's their second penalty of the night for 20 yards, and that'll take it out to the 48-yard line. And that's where Swanton will take it over. Their last three possessions, they have scored touchdowns, and it is imperative that the Huskies hold the Bulldogs here on this possession. Oaks is out wide to the left. Now switching places with Oaks is Jonathan Shanks. Rolling out to the left is Spies. Spies is going to throw it out to the left-hand side. It is complete to Brendan Spies, and Spies in northwestern territory will be run out of bounds at the 45-yard line after a gain of six in that completion. One of the rare times tonight, Dave, that Swanton showed the look with trips out to the left. Uh, they only had one running back that time, and uh, uh, receiver came open. Merrick Spies is six for seven passing tonight for 62 yards and one TD. He has been outstanding as a junior. He does not do anything more than they ask him to do, which is just be efficient in running the offense. Rankin wing left. T formation behind Spies, and they play up close on him. Hand off to Avalos. Avalos behind Rankin on the left-hand side. Across the 45, down to the 44-yard line. Gain of about two on the play, and it will bring up third down and four. 
Boy, Dave, Swanton knows where its bread is buttered, man. They know their best asset is that huge offensive line. And if, if you've noticed tonight, they really have not run outside the hash marks at all. Six carries tonight, 35 yards for Avalos. And it brings up third down and 10 from the 44-yard line. Oaks out wide to the right. Avalos and Lonazak. Lonazak has yet to touch the football on this drive. Dropping back is Spies. Spies is going to throw out to the left-hand side. It is complete again to Oaks inside the 35 to the 34-yard line. Ten-yard completion on the play, and Oaks found himself wide open again. Once again, it was that timing route on the out pattern. Uh, Oaks and Spies are really on the same page with that. Uh, perfect timing. Uh, once again, as that ball arrives to Oaks, just as he gets out of that cut. Five catches tonight for Oaks, 55 yards and a TD. First and ten for the Bulldogs, 3.40 remaining in the first half at the Northwestern 35. T formation. Dropping back, Spies hands off on the inside, handoff to Avalos. Turns around and gets it off to Rankin. Flag down on the play. Rankin will take it inside the 30 up the near side and run out of bounds at about the 27, but there is a flag down on the play, and it looks like it could be a hold against Swanton. Dave, that was the uh, play that uh, Swanton ran for their first TD. Northwestern did a better job staying at home on that counter, and I believe they caught Swanton with the hold on that. And Mike Toot will accept the penalty, of course, and that will knock Swanton back. Holding against Swanton, and that will take it back from the 36-yard line back to the 46-yard line. Second penalty of the night against the Bulldogs. Both for holding. And it will be first down. And 21 yards to go. Call it 22 yards to go, according to the PA announcer. He's a little more in the center of the field than we are. <laughs> Wing formation again for Swan. Spies moves in motion. Avalos inside handoff to Rankin. Rankin off the left and right-hand side. Pressed the 45 to the 40 and struggled out of bounds at the 35-yard line. 12-yard gain by Rankin. He is about the toughest football player Swanton has got because not only does he play that wing position, but he also plays defensive end for their defense. He's got five carries, 30 yards tonight. Yeah, and Rankin... Stands a massive five foot seven as well. About 165 pounds, soaking wet. Very quick and tough, though. He is. Puts his nose in where places it probably shouldn't be. Spies, handoff off the right tackle to Lonazak. Lonazak struggles to get down to the 31 yard line. Gain of two yards on the carry for Lonazak. And the problem right now is when Swanton gets the handoff, the offensive line is pushing the Northwestern defensive line at least two or three yards downfield. Yeah, they actually get pretty good penetration, Dave, but like I've said several times already this first half, the back really tucks himself up right behind that offensive line, and it they, they do. They push Northwestern three, four yards further down the field before they can get the runner down. So the ball at the 31, third down, six yards to go for the Huskies as the Husky fans start getting into it here, imploring their defense, and now Swanson will use a timeout. 2.38 left to go in this first half of play from Northwestern. Your score, it is Swanton 21 and the Northwestern Huskies nothing. 
New families, new homes, startup companies, and existing businesses. Since 2003, the Swagger Bronchial Insurance Agency of Worcester has been insuring them all. Auto, home, business, life, and health. Providing quality protection with valued pricing. With over 70 years of experience, your independent agents at Swiger Braunscheidel Insurance Agency can help you with all your insurance needs. Located at 202 North Market in Worcester, the Swiger Braunscheidel Insurance Agency listens as they work with you to prepare your plans for the future. Call Nick Swiger or any of the agents at Swiger Braunscheidel Insurance in Worcester, 330-263-1186. 2.38 left to go in this first half of play, Swanton. Using a timeout here, they want to talk things over. Like you were saying during the break, Tim, those running backs for Swanton, they know exactly how to run the football behind their offensive line. Yeah, they just tuck right in there. And, Dave, the, the offensive linemen are just so massive, it's tough to get around them to get to the ball carrier. So the ball at the 31-yard line. It'll be third down and six yards to go in northwestern territory. Spies with Lonazak, the only back behind him in the wing formation. Rankin. Moves in motion. He's going to get the pitch out on the right-hand side. He's going to take it across the 25. Flag down on the play again at the line of scrimmage. Rankin is going to be shoved out of bounds at about the 15. He's close to the... He's got the first down if the penalty is against Northwestern, but let's wait and see what it will be. That's going to be very interesting, Dave. It looked like the action might have been a block in the back over there to the far side of the field, but the uh, official to the near side is the one that threw the flag. The one away from the play. And they're going to wave the flag off. Wow. So they're going to wave the flag off on that one. And it will be a 15-yard gain by Rankin and a first down for Swanton. Boy, what do you do, just drop it out of his pants or what? Well, the play was totally going away from the official that threw the flag, so... I was kind of surprised that he threw one. Well, he had to have a reason for throwing it. It was so far away from the play, but they picked up the flag, so it will be third down or first down and ten, and now Northwestern will use the timeout. We'll keep it right here. Mike, too, was trying to run some defensive substitutions on the field, and he decided he better be safe than sorry and take a timeout. That will be his first. Both teams will have two timeouts left in this final two minutes and 30 seconds of the first half of play. At last, we knew Norwayne was leading 14 to nothing with five minutes to go over Genoa in the second quarter of play. The winner of this game will play the winner of that Norwayne-Genoa game next week. Now, that will be at a neutral site. Probably someplace, if it's Swanton, someplace in between. Obviously, Preston, you would think maybe... Medina, possibly somewhere near Sandusky. Yeah, I believe the first round of the playoffs, Dave, it's the only time where you have uh, one team hosting a game. After the first round, then they, they do go to neutral sites. So at last night, the Wayne County Athletic League was 0-2. Patrick Henry won last night, though, for the NWOAL. So they continue on. First and ten for Swanton after the timeout from the Northwestern 15. Handoff goes to Avalos, and Avalos is going to struggle forward and maybe get down near the 11-yard line after a gain of four. See, Dave, they do a lot. Northwestern does a lot better when uh, Swanton tries to run to the outside. Their pursuit to the outside has been pretty good. Uh, where Swanton has just been dominant all night long is those inside runs in between the hashes. They, they've just been four, five, six yards a pop. So the ball resting at the 12-yard line. Second down, eight yards to go. Clock 
stops as Avalos ran out of bounds with 2.25 left to go in the half. Oaks comes out wide to the right-hand side. Spies under center. He's going to throw it out to Oaks on the right-hand side in the flat complete at the 12 to the 10. Struggles forward to the 5. And they'll say he stayed in bounds. So a 7-yard completion again on the play. That's the sixth catch of the night for Gunner Oaks. And it will be third down, two yards to go. And they're spotting the football just outside the five-yard line. They can get a first down, taking it inside the three. Third and two for the Bulldogs with a minute 50 in running left to go in the half. Swanton already on top of it, 21-0. Spies looks over the defense. He's got the T formation in the backfield. Full house. Handoff. Lonazak off right tackle. Takes it into the end zone for the score. So a five-yard touchdown run by Lonazak, his second of the night. He's got 14 carries, 66 yards, and two touchdowns. And that expands the Swanton lead out to 27 to nothing with a minute 37 to go in this first half of play. Swanton shy a man on the extra point. As Kobach is yelling over to the sideline, and now they've got to hustle Hazlett into the ball game and get him over on the right-hand side of the offensive line. So Kobach, who is three for three, low snap, but the officials blew the play dead, and I believe somebody was in motion for Swanton, and it will be offside against Northwestern. Excuse me. So now that'll take the ball half the distance to the goal line, so Swanton's going to go for two. Third penalty of the night against Northwestern for 17 yards. That takes it down inside the two-yard line at about the yard and a half. And now Northwestern will go for the two. As they line up in the wing formation, Spies under center. They put Rankin, wing right, Avalos, and Lonazak in the T formation behind Spies. Oaks out wide right. Handoff goes to Lonazak. He'll leap into the end zone for the two, but there's a flag thrown by the referee. And let's see, it is against illegal procedure against Swan. So that will mark them back five yards, so... He will not get the two-point conversion. Let's see what they decide to do now. Maybe they'll try to kick it now. Maybe they will. So Zach dove into the end zone for the two-point conversion. Now Mike Vickers will bring out his, his extra point unit again. So as Tim furiously starts to erase what he had already put down on the score sheet, Now Kobach will come in and attempt the extra point. This will be from about the 14-yard line, so it'll, in essence, be a 24-yard extra point. Snap is good. Kick is up, and the kick hits the right upright and bounces away no good. So after all that, it is no good. That was the third penalty, by the way, against Swanton. They've got 25 yards in accumulated penalties. Northwestern so far in the ballgame. 22 yards in accumulated penalties. 
And I'll tell you what, Tim, Swanton's defense is pretty much what we expected it to be. They do not give up many yards without a fight. You know, I was just thinking to myself here, Davey, that they don't do anything flashy. I mean, we haven't talked about a lot of sacks. We haven't talked about a lot of turnovers. But, boy, you just can't get any yards on them. I mean, it's hard to even get a first down on them. Um, And they do it pretty quietly. Yeah, they're, they're very, very quick, and they're very physical. And I'll tell you, when you've got a safety back there like Gunnar Oaks is headed to eastern Michigan, you've got a weapon back there because not only will he come up and defend against the run, but he's got enough speed in the backfield that he can play safety against the pass. And, and the Swan's defensive backs have done a tremendous job all night long. I don't know how many completions uh, Toot has, but not many, and that's mainly because there hasn't been anybody open. Well, Toot, so far tonight, two for ten. Kodak, Kodak will kick it off, and the kick going to be taken in by one of the upbacks for Northwestern. He'll run it back from the 20 out to the 23-yard line. And that is where Northwestern will start at their own 24-yard line. First and 10. They've got two timeouts left. Parker Smith is who ran that football back with a minute 32 left to go. First and 10 from their own 24. They have had to punt the ball away four consecutive times and had a field goal blocked in this first half. Toot, handoff up the middle to Duvall, across the 25, out to the 26-yard line for a gain of about two yards on the carry. You think you get a lot against these guys, but then you look at the the down marker and you just pick up two, maybe three yards on the play. And that's really what they've been doing all night long, Dave. They've been giving up two or three yards, but they really don't give up a first down. Moving in motion is Reed to the far side. Dropping back two, throws it into the flat, incomplete, and a flag down on the play. And I think they're going to get one of the defensive backs for Swanton, Brennan Spies, for a hit before the ball got there to the intended receiver, Reed. It'll be pass interference against Swanton. So that'll give Northwestern a first down, and believe it or not, that won't be only their second first down of the first half. They have been three and out for the last four possessions. And the penalty will mark it out to the 42-yard line. And it'll be first and ten, Northwestern on the first down with a minute two remaining in this first half. Two drops back. Looks up the left side. It is incomplete to Peterson. Toot threw it behind him. And he had him open. Yes, he did. I was going to say, uh, Dave, that was the first Northwestern receiver all night long that I could clearly say was open. Uh, Peterson was open. Toot just threw it behind him. Duvall into the ball game. Peterson will leave now after running that pass pattern. Ball at the 41-yard line, second and 10. And now Swanton wants to use a timeout. So Mike Vickers wants to talk things over with his defense. He, evidently, he saw the same thing that we did up here, that Peterson was wide open, and he wants to shore that up quickly. Well, Dave, one of the things that we talked about at the beginning of the game was how important it was for Northwestern to have a balanced attack. And just the way the scores played out, it's getting close to uh, uh, not really turning out that way. They, they're having very little success running, very little success passing, and with the score 27 nothing. Uh, you don't have a whole lot of time to try to establish the run. No, really not. And, you know, they've been put into a situation here where if they don't get a touchdown here going in at halftime 
and go down, you know, maybe about 20 points, maybe 19 if they could get a two-point conversion, then they're caught in a situation where Swanton knows what Northwestern is going to have to do, which is throw the ball, and they can just come right after two. And the other thing that's going to be in effect in the second half is, is Swanton's ability just to dominate the game time of possession-wise with their running game. Um, they're not going to be in any hurry to, to give up the ball offensively, and it, it's going to make a very short second half for Northwestern. Not at all. Duvall just to the left. Moving in motion is Ammon to the right-hand side. Two after the timeout, rolls out to the right. He's going to dump it off to Duvall, and he threw it at Duvall's feet incomplete. And it will be third down. David, and ten. If Duvall would have caught that pass, he was going to have a, a nice little meeting with Oaks, who was coming ready right to up. lay the hammer down. I'm I'm saw Oaks last year play, and I I'm as impressed with Oaks as I have been with a, as a football player of anybody I've seen. Two drops back on third and ten. He's going to set up a screen, and it is incomplete to Duvall, and that was well smelled out. By Swanton, and that brings up fourth down and Northwestern. We'll have to punt the football away. 51.6 seconds to go in the first half. 27 nothing Swanton. It'll be interesting to see here, Dave. Uh, I've seen Swanton uh, set up a return and go for the block, and they're very good at it. I'd be interested to see if they're going to go for the block right here. So punting it away will be Parker Smith. Smith gets a nice... Spiral kick to Gunner Oaks will backpedal, take in at his 15. Cuts it to the far side, to the 20, to the 25. Flag down on the play, thrown by the side judge across the 30. And Gunner Oaks will take it out to the 34-yard line. But just hold the phone and let's see what the penalty flag will be. Probably a block in the back on that far side. And now somebody is down for Northwestern on the far side. And the officials are signaling in the training staff immediately and one of the Swanton trainers is on top of that player right away over on the far side let's see what the penalty flag is it's thrown back at the 22 yard line and it'll be a face mask penalty against Northwestern wow he ran right through that face mask this will be big Dave if it's a 5 or a 15 yarder if it's 15 yards you might see uh, Swanton take a few shots uh toward the end zone before halftime. So they'll tack it on from the end of the play, which was at the 34, and they'll mark it out to the 44, so it's an incidental face mask. Well, Dave, it's real important here that uh, Northwestern does not allow any points before halftime. 27 nothing. Um It'll be interesting to see if Swanton is uh, satisfied just to hand it off two or three times and go into the locker room or whether they take a few shots. So the ball just shy of the 40-yard line, and that injured player for Northwestern was Cole Marley. Marley, a sophomore, but he got up and ran off under his own power, so that's good. And he appears to be all right on the sideline. Ball resting just shy of the 40, 38.7 seconds to go. Swanton takes it over. They've got one timeout left. They send Oaks out to the right-hand side, and in this situation, you want to keep an eye on him. Spees drops straight back, looks for Oaks. Now he's going to throw it into the flat, and it'll be a nice catch on the play by a receiver coming over from the far side. That's Avalos. Avalos made a nice backhanded catch on that play at the 48-yard line for an 8-yard reception. 
and it'll be second and two. Yeah, real nice grab there, Dave. Looked like he caught the back half of that ball. That is his first catch of the night. And it will bring up second down, two yards to go. Avalos, not really a guy that you expect to catch the ball coming out of the backfield. And that's why he caught the Northwestern defense by surprise. Second down, two yards to go from the 48-yard line. Rolling out to the left is Spies. Spies looking downfield. He's going to throw the ball to Oaks. It is complete. He made a juggling catch and a flag thrown back on the quarterback. Looks like it will be roughing the passer against Northwestern also. All right, that, if that is roughing the passer, Dave, that's going to put Swanton way down there into uh, Northwestern territory. They'll be able to take several shots into the end zone, probably from inside the 30. That's an 18-yard reception on the play to Gunnar Oaks, and he made a nice circus catch to pick that one up. And now the penalty will mark it back even further. The officials haven't yet marked off the penalty, and Swanton is right up on top of the ball. They want to run another play, but the officials have yet to mark off the penalty. Well, they're a little excited to get going. they got uh, 15 yards to add on to that. And now the officials will mark it off on, well, only a five-yarder. I thought that was roughing the passer, but evidently they maybe they called a face mask or something. I'm not sure. Now the officials are going to come in. And I think they're going to realize their mistake and mark off another maybe five or ten yards. Yep, that's what they're going to do. I was going to say, I've never seen a five-yard roughing the passer penalty, Dave. No, and now they're going to mark off another ten yards. So that'll take it down near the 20-yard line for Northwestern. Swanton will have it at the Northwestern 21-yard line. Spies. Dropping back, rolling out to the right, looking into the end zone. Throws the ball. Intercepted by Northwestern. That is Smith. That is Smith. Smith running it across the 40 to the 45-yard line, and that may be the play that the Huskies needed. Interception. He threw it right into the hands of Parker Smith with 13.2 seconds to go in the half, and he ran it all the way back to the 48-yard line. Yeah, he did a great job, Dave. They were trying to throw that out pattern to Oaks again. Uh, Speece did not see Smith from his linebacker position, jumped that route, and he picked that ball off. Uh, had a chance to go all the way, but was tracked down. Well, Northwestern's got two timeouts left, but only 13.2 seconds to go, and they're going to spot it right at midfield, and Northwestern's going to burn one of those timeouts right here. Big, big defensive play by the Huskies, no matter how you look at it, because Swanton was knocking on the door to put together an over 30-point lead. And clearly, Dave, uh, it's, the score is still 27 nothing, but that was huge because uh, Swanton certainly looked like uh, they were in position to go up even bigger than that. Um, on top of that, what a, an emotional lift for Northwestern right now. Uh, going into halftime, they need to have something positive that they can hang their hat on to build off in the second half, and that was a huge in- interception by Smith. And the problem is right now you know exactly what Northwestern's going to do is they're going to have to throw the football but Swanton knows that too, so they're going to put Gunnar Oaks probably about 25 yards deep at his safety position. And they've also got Patchover, which is back there with him. This will be one of the few times that they go with the dual safety set. Toot drops back from midfield on first and ten. He's going to throw it up the left side, and it is incomplete. 
to Isaiah Peterson. Nice defense there by Avalos against Peterson. Eight seconds to go on the incompletion, and it's second and ten from midfield. Once again, Swanton's defensive backs uh, have pretty much done a real good job uh, just staying on the Northwestern receivers. Toot has thrown his last seven passes incomplete. He's got trips out wide right. He'll drop back, look downfield. He's going to throw the ball into the intermediate area, and it is complete by Reed, and he is smacked by Oaks at the 35-yard line. Mike Toot is screaming for a timeout. The clock stopped on the first down, and now he'll finally be recognized with the timeout, and Oaks just creamed Reed. Well, Dave, the middle of the field is where it is open, but you got to be a brave man if you're going to go work that middle of the field because Oaks will level you if you catch the ball in there. And he did. That's Reed's first catch of the night and Oaks' first legitimate smashing of somebody right at about the 34-yard line. It's a first down for Northwestern. That is only, believe it or not, their fourth first down here this evening. And again, Dave, the, the middle of the field is open. The question is, is whether you have the courage to go in there and take what Oaks is going to deliver. Well, like we said, he's going to Eastern Michigan. They've got Shingaluski that's going to Bowling Green. Their coaches think that Hazlett could be going to a Division I school also. We'll see what happens there. But Northwestern right now down 27 to nothing with 2.7 seconds to go before halftime. Has an empty backfield to the quarterback after the timeout. They've got none left. You know this is going into the end zone, Dave. It has to. Ball at the 34. Two. Steps up in the pocket. Throws it deep into the end zone, and it will be bounced around and incomplete. Gunner Oaks went up for it, and Isaiah Peterson almost came in underneath Oaks and stole that ball away from him in the end zone, but it falls incomplete, and that will do it here at the end of the first half. Boy, Swanton really took control of this football game, Tim, in the second quarter. Well, it really just comes down to the offensive lines, Dave. Um, Swanton's offensive line is is big and is strong and has pushed Northwestern all over the field. And uh, it doesn't matter whether they score in two minutes. I'll give Northwestern credit. They've made Swanton earn it, but uh, we they haven't really been successful in stopping it. And they're going to have to become successful. It's not impossible for Northwestern to come back in this football game. But right now, they are down by a 27 to nothing score. Tim and I will be back with more here at halftime from Northwestern. Your score. It is Swanton 27, Northwestern nothing. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. We'll be back with our halftime show right after this on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Tonight's Northwestern Huskies football playoff broadcast is made possible by the M.W. Robinson Company. Call 330-264-9983. Commodity Blenders of West Salem. Becker Farms Trucking on the corner of Route 250 and Rathburn Road. 300 Tire in Worcester. Call 330-262-6800. And the Swagger Braunscheidel Insurance Agency. Call 330-263-1186. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Northwestern High School broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, 27 to nothing is your score here at halftime. Swanton on top of Northwestern. Tim, I think what the chore in front of Mike Tude in Northwestern right now is something that 
nobody has been able to do over two years against Swanton, and that is put somebody man-on-man against Gunner Oaks and hope to shut him down. Because in order for Northwestern to stop this rushing attack of Swanton, they've almost got to put ten men in the box and just put somebody on Gunner Oaks if you've got somebody athletically capable of handling Oaks yourself. Yeah, that's true, Dave. Uh, the one thing that I can say with a score of 27 nothing, it'll be interesting to see uh, how willing Swanton is going to be to go to the air. Um, you know, the, the challenge for Northwestern is, is that Swanton has the ability to just milk that clock. Um, they can take 10, 11, 12 plays to drive it all the way down the field. So the challenge for Northwestern is, is to get off the field. And um, if you're a Swanton's coach... You know, I, I'm not quite sure how much they'll be passing in the second half. Well, you know, Mike Toot told me he thought one of the keys to this ball game would be turnovers. Well, right now it is Swanton that's got two turnovers, but Northwestern has not been able to capitalize on either one. And, you know, I don't know whether you count block kicks, Dave, as turnovers, but uh, Northwestern has had two kicks blocked uh, that ha- one took basically points off the board for them and then also gave seven points to Swanton. Well, your score here at halftime, 27 to nothing. So, Tim, in your opinion, what do you think Northwestern has to do to get themselves back into this thing quickly? Well, one of those things, Dave, as you mentioned, it, I think they need to get some turnovers, and they need they need to score quickly. Uh, they don't have a whole lot of time to try to establish a running game. Uh, they need to uh, spread the ball out, and they need to score quickly. And one of the ways you can do that is uh, capitalize on some mistakes by Swanton if they make any. Well, we'll see what happens here in the second half. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert, 27 nothing, Swanton on top of it here in Northwestern in this quarterfinal game. And we'll be back with second half action next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Since 1997, Commodity Blenders of West Salem has specialized and serviced the area with custom dairy feeds along with poultry and swine feed mixes. Commodity Blenders has the values you want when looking for a feed distributor. Quality, integrity, reliability, and honesty. Their customers' needs come first in actions and thoughts. Bruce and Deanna Keener are focused on being Central Ohio's preferred feed mill in terms of perceived value for both quality and dependability. Enthusiastic, energetic, and committed to quality. Commodity Blenders for your maximum bottom line results on Myers Road in West Salem. Call 419-846-3155. It's time you take back control of your hard-earned money. Today's market requires a more sophisticated approach, and at Borman Cook Financial Services in Worcester, they take pride in developing lasting relationships with clients, which adds to the quality of services they offer. Develop a personal strategy plan, business transition and continuation, employee benefits, and risk management. Borman Cook helps align your financial decisions with the dreams you have for the future, and the experience of Borman Cook Financial Services is vital to meet the needs of each individual client. Start your plan today. Call Borman Cook Financial Services at 202 North Market in Worcester at 330-263-7800. Well, over at Creston, it is Norway in the third quarter on top of Genoa, 21 to nothing. Here's some other scores. Ohio State over Nebraska, 7 to 3. Ohio State got a 20-yard field goal with 7.49 to go in the first quarter. The Columbus Blue Jackets are leading St. Louis, if you're a hockey fan, 1 to nothing in that ball game. So that is the way things are shaping up around here. Here at halftime at Northwestern, it is 27 to nothing. Swanton on top of this one over 
the Northwestern Huskies, and it will be Northwestern that will get the kickoff to start the second half of play here from near West Salem. Well, Dave, as we start the second half, I think it's really important that somehow Northwestern needs to make Swanton uncomfortable, and we talked a little bit at halftime. Boy, Swanton looks very comfortable with what they're doing right now. And they have got, you know, like you said, that's a very good point, Tim. They've got to do something to make Swanton uncomfortable, to do something that they are not expecting. And let's see what Mike Toot has drawn up here at halftime. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we bring you this quarterfinal game. Swanton still huddled around their head coach, Mike Vickers. What a job Vickers has done, though, with the Swanton program. They were the doormat of the NWOAL for about 15 years, and Vickers came over and took hold of this program. Now, certainly last year, they had a senior class that was expected to do big things ever since they were in seventh grade. But when you're expected to do something and do it, that's quite an accomplishment, and Swanton now in their fourth-ever playoff game. Northwestern looking to come back from this deficit. Kobach will kick it off. Swanton going from right to left across your computer screen. Low squib kick. Reed will let bounce. He'll take it in at his 13. Cuts it to the 15 right up the middle. Across the 20 and out to the 23-yard line. And that's where Northwestern will start it to begin the second half of play. And it is imperative, I would think, Tim, that Northwestern do something here positive offensively. But it'll be real interesting, Dave, whether they... Uh still try to establish the running game or whether they're just going to go to the air. Uh, with the score being what it is, man, it's going to be real hard to try to run the ball too much. Well, Duvall is going to start the second half at running back in place of Peterson. Toot's going to keep it himself right up the middle, across the 30, and he's going to be upended by Oaks at the 31, and that's something we didn't see in the first half, Toot keeping it on the quarterback keeper, and Northwestern's going to go with the hurry-up offense. I like this from Coach too. Northwestern needs to pick the pace of the game up, and uh, um, the no huddle right up to the line got them first down in two plays. And two, yep, he takes it right up the middle, dives forward. He's got the first down after a gain of four on that play. So the initial first down here, the second half, two, four carries, or two carries, excuse me, ten yards, and boom, Northwestern has a first down, first and ten from their own 35-yard line. Duvall to the left of Toot. Now they look over to the sideline to get the play from the coaching staff. Receivers out wide on both sides. Carlson out wide left, literally wide right. Trips to the left-hand side. Ball in the near hash mark. Two pumping. He's going to throw it up the left-hand side. Now down the middle. Complete to Hammond and incomplete. Knocked out of his hands on another good play by Gunnar Oaks. Boy, wow. boy, that was an excellent play by Oaks because Ammon had that ball at the 40-yard line. As he was going down, Oaks swiped the big old paw down and knocked that ball right out. That was an NFL knockaway by Oaks. Great play. Otherwise, that could have been a big reception for Northwestern. Second and ten from their own 35-yard line. Peterson back into the ball game. Duvall checks out at running back. Trips to the left-hand side for Northwestern. Out wide right is Letterly. Northwestern with 11.06 left to go in this third quarter, down 27 to nothing. We've just begun the second half. Dropping back two. He's going to throw it into the flat, complete to Reed. Reed is going to be stacked up by Rankin, and he's going to be thrown down right at the line of scrimmage. Maybe a yard loss. They'll say no gain at all. 
and it will be third down, and there's a flag down, and I think Peterson wasn't set at the right slot position, and they'll call an illegal procedure. Backfield in motion against Northwestern. And it will be man in motion against Northwestern. Well, the play's being sent in from the sidelines. They're really not huddling up, Dave, and you're right. I don't think everybody on Northwestern totally got set on that play. Northwestern in the first half had four penalties for 37 yards. Two of them were of the major variety. Personal foul kinds. Trips out to the right-hand side. Third down, 10 yards to go. Dropping back to Toot's going to look over the middle. And it is complete to Reed. And Reed has got the first down into Swanton territory at the 45 down to the 44-yard line. Once again, that was that's the open part of the field, Dave. It, down the middle, perfect pass, pass by Toot to Reed. Um, for some reason, I did not see Oaks in the area that time. That is the fourth completion of the night. For Toot. First and ten. Now Toot's going to keep it right up the middle. He tests it across the 40 to the 35, down to the 30-yard line. Northwestern's got something brewing on a 12-yard run by Brock Toot. That's another first down for Northwestern. First and ten from the Swanton. 30-yard line, Toot. He's going to keep it off the right side, runs it right up the middle, and he takes it down inside the 30 to the 29-yard line for a gain of about a yard. That's the wrinkle that we were talking about, how Northwestern had to do something different, and it doesn't look like Swanton saw that on film of Toot keeping the ball up the middle. That's not exactly the Wildcat that you saw last year from Waynedale, but uh, certainly a little different look than what uh, Northwestern showed in the first quarter. Half. Empty backfield for two. Drops straight back. Looks into the end zone. Steps up into the pocket. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got it. And complete. Touchdown, Northwestern. It took them two minutes and nine seconds. And the Huskies have pulled within three touchdowns. It's now 27-6 to on the 30-yard touchdown pass to Ammon in the end zone. Great pass from two and Ammon. Got behind the defense. For Ammon on the year. That is his seventh touchdown reception of the season. And coming in to attempt the extra point will be Parker Smith. Ball is down. Kick is up. And the kick is good. 9.51 left to go in the third quarter. Your score for Northwestern. It's now Swanton 27 and the Huskies 7. Welcome to Borman Barbershop, located at 1019 Bowman Street in Worcester. Borman's is your one stop for regular cuts, flat tops, tapers, anything you need. For men and boys who don't want to go to that hairstylist, let Chris at Borman's handle your cut. Walk in only, no appointment necessary. Open Monday through Friday at 8.30. On Monday and Thursday, they close at 6. Tuesday and Friday at 5. Wednesdays at 3. Borman's Barbershop, located inside Studio B Salon on Bowman Street. Borman's Barbershop, a proud supporter of Northwestern Husky Athletics. 
Hi, radio friends. It's Chris Robinson. And Frank Jengo, your go-to guys at the M.W. Robinson Company. Frank, the service techs and installers sure have been busy. They sure have, Chris. At the M.W. Robinson Company, when the going gets rough, the tough get going. Customer and service driven. Call Chris and Frank at the M.W. Robinson Company for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. 330-264-9983. One phone call, one number for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Now we nail this every time. Frank. Tim, that 30-yard touchdown pass from Toot to Ammon is just exactly what Northwestern needed. I liked everything about that drive there, Dave. The pace, the variety of play calling, the new wrinkle with Toot running the ball. Um, that's exactly what they uh, needed to have happen. And Northwestern will kick it off now. Oaks, he's going to run it. He's going to throw it back across the field. It is complete on the lateral across the 30 to the near side, but Northwestern covers it well. Still a big return out across the 45 to the 44-yard line. Oaks saw everybody was there, and he turned and threw it all the way across the field to Brendan Spees, and Spees took it out across the 45 to the 48-yard line, and that is where Swanton will start over first and ten from their own 48. So this is uh, the big test for Northwestern. Are they able to uh, stop the Swanton run and get the ball back for their offense? Well, they have to. T formation. Now moving in motion to the far side is Rankin. Hand off to Lonazak. And Lonazak is going to be hit behind the line. Escapes a tackle. Then he's going to be hit back at the 45. Escapes another one. He'll be gang tackled and dropped back inside the 45. And they'll stop him. They'll say his forward progress was stopped at the 45-yard line, and one of the players for Northwestern is hurt, holding his hand on the far side for Northwestern is Keaton Edwards, their linebacker, senior linebacker, but he's hiding it well from the official, and now the official sees him holding on. He may have dislocated a finger. looks like he's holding his thumb. And the trainer comes out. Now he's going to have to leave, and coming into the ball game will be Nick Letterly at that linebacker position. So a loss of three on the play by Lonazak. That's just the second carry tonight that he has had that he's lost yardage on. Well, you asked who's going to guard Oaks. This would be a uh, play where you would certainly want to have somebody on him. Inside handoff again. It goes to Avalos. Avalos tripped up at the line and dropped it to 50. Well, that was a nice play on the defensive end by Northwestern's Jared Alberts. He just got a hand on Avalos' shoe after a five-yard gain. He's got eight carries tonight, 42 yards, third and eight for Swanton right at the midfield mark. Well, Swanton has been running Oaks on that timing out pattern. Boy, it'd be nice to see Northwestern jump that route again. Lonazak, the single setback. Moving in motion is Avalos. Dropping back is Spies. Spies on third and nine. Rushed out of the pocket. He's going to be dropped by Duvall. And the sack all the way back to the 35-yard line. First sack of the night by the Huskies. And it is a 17-yard loss. And it will be fourth down for the Bulldogs. And they will have to punt it away from their own 36-yard line. Boy, a big loss on the play. Northwestern has come out of the locker room a totally different team, Dave. So Oaks will punt the football away. Back set to return at his own 25 is Reed. They'll punt it away from their own 35. Oaks gets a high 
Spiral kick that Reed is going to catch backpedaling to his 20. Backpedals to the 15. Now cuts it up the near side to the 20. Ooh. To the 25, to the 30. He's got a lane to the 40. 45, 50. 45, 30. 25, 20. 15, 10. 5. Touchdown! But there's a flag down all the way back at the 31-yard line. And I think they're going to get a block in the back against the Huskies. Wow. What excitement that Reed just put into this crowd, but it will be all for naught as it looks like they're going to call a block in the back against the Huskies all the way back in their own territory at the 32. What a great return by Reed, Dave. He tightrope the right sideline here for 40 yards. He really did. So the penalty will knock... Northwestern back. That'll be marked back from the 32. It is a block in the back against Northwestern. So the 10-yard penalty, they'll take it over first and 10 at their own 22. Boy, going unnoticed on that play, Dave, were some crushing blocks by Northwestern. Boy, they had some guys peeling back and laying out the Swanson defenders. So Northwestern has the football first and 10. At their 22-yard line, 7.26 to go in this third quarter. 27-7, Swanton. Handoff, Peterson. Peterson right up the middle to the 25, out to the 27-yard line. Nice gain of five, maybe six on the carry for Peterson. And again, Northwestern going with the up-tempo. Second down, call it a long four yards to go from the 27-yard line. Two with Peterson to his right. Fake handoff. He's going to keep it right up the middle. He's going to be hit behind the line, struggles forward, but can't get anywhere because Jingalewski is right there along with Hazlett to pull him backwards. Loss of maybe a yard for Toot. They'll mark him at the 27-yard line, and it'll be third and five. So big play here for the Northwestern offense. Hammond out slot right, wide right is Letterly, trips to the right hand side Peterson and Carlson out to the left, two, empty backfield, drops back, now rolls out to his left, flushed out of the pocket, looks at the left sideline, he's going to throw the ball up the left side and it is incomplete, picked off by Swanton Gunner Oaks went right over the top of Reed and intercepted the ball and to be honest with you Tim, if that's not pass interference, there's nothing I don't know. Oaks looked like he went right through the Northwestern receiver. Being as big as he is, he was able to go over top of him. Um, I'll be real honest, Dave. I didn't see uh, any referee real close to that play. I'm not sure that ball didn't hit the ground anyway. I'm just shocked that they didn't call pass interference from the standpoint that he went right through Reed to intercept that ball. But anyway, Northwestern turns it over on the interception, and Swanton has it first and ten in Northwestern territory at their 43-yard line. Handoff up the middle to Lonazak. Lonazak breaks into the clear across the 30-25-20. Gets away from Ammon inside the 5, and he's spun down, and a flag will be thrown, and I think they're going to get Ammon for a face mask. And it will be. I'm not sure he grabbed him by the face mask, Tim, but I think he had him by the collar. It looked like he had a lot of jersey, Dave. I didn't see him up by the uh, helmet. Going to take it oh, down. They called uh, face mask on Swan. Wow. All right. My question is, face mask against Swanton. 
How do you have an inadvertent face mask against an offensive player? I believe they probably called it uh, on the stiff arm that he was putting on Reed. But uh, that cannot be inadvertent. You had to put your hand up there on, on purpose if it's a stiff arm. Well, anyway, Swanton is going to be back at their own 12-yard line after that big gainer by Lonazak. And Lonazak's going to get it right back. He's going to take it down to the 10-yard line. Gain of three on the carry. By the way, that last carry put Lonazak over the 100-yard mark. Now he's got 17 carries tonight for 106 yards. Second down, eight yards to go from the Northwestern 10. I would think Swanton is in four-down territory. They've got a good field goal kicker in Kobach, but I think they want to put a nail in the coffin here. Oaks goes out wide to the right-hand side. Lonazak, the single setback. Moving in motion is Rankin. Handoff inside. Rankin goes outside now. Cuts it down near the five-yard line. He's got a gain of four on the play. Make it six yards on the carry. Tackle made by Peterson. And it will be third down and three yards to go. Rankin now 51 yards tonight on the ground on seven carries. Ball right at the five-yard line. Third and three for Swanton. They can pick up a first down without scoring. Speed looking back to the back judge, trying to run as much clock. Handoff inside to Lonazak. Lonazak's going to be stacked up at the four and driven back. He's shy of the first down, and it will bring up four. Be interesting to see here, Dave, whether Swanton goes for three or keeps the offense on the field. Um, you're correct. They have a really good kicker, um, but they may want to try to trust that big offensive line and, and put the nail, at least one of the nails in the coffin they, early. They've got him spotted at the four, Tim, so it's fourth down and a yard to go. They need to get to the three or better to get a first down. T formation for the Bulldogs. Big play for the Huskies. 4.08 left to go in the ball game. In the third quarter, excuse me, speed out of the T. Fake handoff and now a flag and it'll be a legal procedure against the Bulldogs. They move too quick. So that will move them back five yards, and instead of fourth and a yard, it'll be fourth and six. And now let's see what Mike Vickers wants to do. He's talking it over with one of his assistants. Over at Creston, Norway, now leading Genoa, 28-6. to six. And it looks like the decision has been made, and Swanton will go for it. Fourth and six from the eight-yard line. One-on-one uh, -on -one out here with Oaks on the left side. Watch the fade pattern to the left corner. He's up against two. There goes the fade into the left corner. Thrown up into the corner. It is complete. Touchdown, Oaks. Oaks is amazing. Just a nice fade from Spees to Oaks in the left-hand corner of the end zone from nine yards out. The touchdown pass. And Swanton is up on top of it by a score of 33-7. to Well, it's one-on-one -on, -one on the outside there, Dave. And, uh, boy, the size advantage certainly goes to Oaks. It did. So Kobach in to attempt the extra point. Movement on the line, and I think they're going to get Northwestern for jumping off sides. And it will be against Northwestern. 
So that touchdown for Oaks. And it extends the lead out to 33-7. to And now they'll take it on the penalty, half the distance to the goal line. Now in the first half, Swanton decided to go for two instead of going for the extra point. And they'll do that again here since it went half the distance to the goal. So the ball resting at about the one-and-a-half-yard line. Swanton comes out going for the two-point conversion. Lonazak single setback. He gets the pitch out around the left-hand side, cuts it right off left tackle. Is he going to make it in? The scrum at the line of scrimmage. The officials are coming in saying, no, it's no good. Lonazak and the Swanton Bulldogs kept pushing it forward, but the officials blew the play dead. 3.41 left to go in the third quarter. Your score. It is now Swanton 33, Northwestern 7. For over 125 years, the Lodi Lumber Company has offered good old-fashioned, friendly, and courteous customer service. The staff at Lodi Lumber will do all they can to make it a pleasure to do business with them and can answer any building questions or concerns you have. Lodi Lumber not only has lumber, but a full line of roofing materials and steel siding, cabinets, flooring, windows and doors, insulation, anything you need to improve your home. Stop by Lodi Lumber on Wing Street in Lodi or call them at 330-948-1311. If you're looking for great service and affordable prices, come to the right place. Morris Oil Petroleum at 1003 Spruce Street in Worcester. We have all the resources you need to get the job done quickly and efficiently. At Morris Oil, we strive to make sure our customers are completely satisfied with the job we've done for them. Morris Oil offers a complete line of petroleum products from Marathon, Mobile, and Sitco. Rest assured, you're in good hands with Morris Oil. Morris Oil on Spruce Street in Worcester, a proud supporter of Northwestern Athletics. So Nick Kobach will kick it off, and he line drives it past Letterly. It'll be picked up by Reed at the 9-yard line. Up the near side, now cuts to the far side across the 15, and he's going to be knocked down at the 17-yard line, and that's where Northwestern will start things off. Big, big touchdown by Swanton, and it really cut the momentum that Northwestern had, Tim, tremendously. Yeah, that was a 13-point swing there, Dave. Uh, We had uh, the long punt return called back by Reed and then uh, the touchdown to Oaks. 28-6 Norway, still on top with about five minutes to go in the ball game there. 3.37 left to go in this third quarter here at Toot. With Peterson to his left, Duvall to his left, excuse me. Throws out into the flat, and it is in and out of the hands of Duvall. Knocked away by Rankin, but Duvall almost brought it in, and it fell incomplete. It's important for Northwestern to realize there's no 26-point play in the bag. So they they just got to chip away at this a little bit at a time, get it into a workable deficit heading into the fourth quarter. Toot. With Duvall to the right. Fake handoff. Now Toot's going to keep it right up the middle. Across the 20. He was grabbed by the face mask. No flag called. And he takes it out to the 21-yard line. His his head, Tim, looked like it was one of the heads from the exorcist. Yeah, he, that, that was not the uh, five-yard variety there, Dave. I'm a little bit concerned how an official who's 10 yards away from it can see a face mask being grabbed and not throw the flag. 
Well, Toot's body got rotated almost 180 degrees, and that doesn't happen just by accident. There's supposed to be, you know, points of emphasis safety. Well, that kind of takes that and throws it out the window. Dropping back Toot, looking over the middle. He's going to throw it over the middle. It is intercepted on the play by Rankin. The defensive end drops back into the pass pattern and intercepts the ball at the Northwestern 43-yard line. Well, you said at the very beginning of the game, Dave, how unique uh, Rankin is. He plays defensive end, but he he is a small, agile, quick player, and he can drop very, very effectively back into coverage. So Swanton has it, first and ten at the Husky 42-yard line. 2.47 left to go. 33 to 7. Swanton on top of it here in this third quarter of play. And Swanton trying to put a final nail in the coffin here against the Huskies. Handoff interior, handoff to Rankin. Rankin off right tackle across the 35 into the 30 yard line. And he's dropped right there after a 12 yard gain and a first down. You know, they've done that uh, little counter play four or five times and have been really successful. Getting a pretty good yardage with that play. 239 and running. Left to go. Ball at the 30-yard line. First and 10 for the Bulldogs. T formation with Avalos and Lonazak. Rankin at the wing left. Handoff goes to Avalos. Avalos is going to be hit right at the line and dropped at about the 28-yard line for a gain of maybe two yards on the carry. He's got 44 yards tonight on nine carries, does Chuck Avalos. He was projected to be the starting running back for Swanton last year, but he broke his ankle, and that's what moved Lonazak into the starting lineup, and he's never relinquished that spot, so they moved Avalos over to the fullback. T formation, ranking in the backfield now with Avalos and Lonazak. Hand off to Lonazak, stop and go. Goes right up, and he is hit immediately by Ryan Schwartz. Boy, he just met met Lonazak right at the 26-yard line and drove him straight back. If earlier Oaks provided a uh, Division One knockaway. That was a Division One hit in the that hole. Was. But that was a textbook tackle also. He just let him put his head right into his chest and drove him straight back. Third down, call it six yards to go for Swanton at the 26-yard line. T formation, dropping back is Spies. Spies straight back, looks down the middle, heavy rush. He's going to be hit, fumble the football, and Northwestern has recovered it at the 35-yard line. Recovery made by Mason Wilhelmy, the junior. He stripped the ball and recovered the ball at the 35-yard line. So Northwestern gets it back. First, or second, I should say, fumble recovery of the night by Northwestern. And now they need to do something with this football as we dwindle down to the end of the third quarter. Two, throws it out into the flat, incomplete. He tried to get the ball to Tanner Carlson at about the 45 and threw it behind him. Second down, 10 yards to go. Ball at the 35-yard line, 54.4 seconds left in the third. Letterly out wide. 
to this side, the near side. Ammon, slot right. Carlson out wide left, Reed slot left. Fake handoff to Peterson, two keeps it. Across the 40, to the 45, struggles forward, dives forward to the 46-yard line. He's got the first down after a 12-yard gain. You know, that's about the fourth or fifth time in this half, Dave, that the two just kept the ball. This time, instead of going to the right, he took it to the left and uh, found big yardage off the left side. He's done an outstanding job running the football here in this half. He's got seven carries for 32 yards. First and ten from the 46-2. Throws it over the middle. Incomplete and almost intercepted again by Lonazak. He overthrew... Letterly, and it went right into the breadbasket of Lonazak, and I think he was shocked that the ball ended up there, and he couldn't corral it in. Second down, 10 from the 46 for Northwestern. Peterson moves to the right of two, trips to the left, single setback is Peterson, drops back. Peterson looks down the middle, no rush at all, rolls out to the right. He's going to throw the ball, complete to Reed at the sideline inside. The 40-yard line and out of bounds at about the 39. And Toot was very, very close to going past the line of scrimmage. But I think he had gotten rid of the ball prior to that. Ball at the 39. I think he had two options there to throw it or he had some room to run. He decided to get it to Reed and uh, convert it for the first down. 17-yard completion. And it went to Reed on the play. First down for Northwestern. Toot, hand off to Peterson. Peterson across the 35 to the 30, cuts it to the near side, straight arms a defender, inside the 25 to the 20, and he's run out of bounds at the 17, maybe the 16-yard line. That'll be a 26-yard run for Peterson. His biggest run of the night. And another Northwestern first down. 24.8 seconds to go. They're in the hurry up. Going from left to right across your computer screen. Toot with Peterson right beside him. Handoff goes to Peterson off the left side. Inside the 5 to the 10, to the 5, to the 3. And he's upended right there. And it'll be goal to go for Northwestern. you got to give Northwestern credit, Dave. Uh, I think they're catching Swanton off guard. I think I think Swanton's expecting a pass, and they've run them the ball effectively the last two times. First and goal. Toot's going to keep it himself. And he'll run it right up the middle. He's going to be stopped shy at about the, check that, that was Peterson, excuse me. He ran it down to the one. We've got four seconds, and that'll do it here at the end of the third quarter of play. So when we come back, Northwestern will have it second and goal from the one-yard line. Your score at the end of three, it is Swanton 33, Northwestern. Hey football fans, we've always been local, now we're mobile. Take Farmer State Bank with you anywhere, anytime with our mobile banking app. Farmer State Bank mobile banking offers you secure, anytime access to your accounts, including the ability to view balances, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile phone. Go to the App Store and search Farmer State Bank of OH to download the app today. Visit us at farmerstate-oh.com or call 800-350-2844 to learn more. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lending Lender. 
Koenig's Corner in Lattisburg is a proud supporter of Husky Athletics. Mark and Nancy Koenig bring a history of success, performance, tradition, and hard work. At Koenig's Corners, you can get a cold beverage, snacks, everything you need, and try their special. 12-piece chicken and JoJo's and a 2-liter of pop for only $14.99. Pick it up after the game. Located on the corner of Route 301 and North Valeria Road, Koenig's Corners is open until 10 p.m. on the weekends, 9 p.m. Sunday through Thursday. Koenig's Corners in Lattisburg wishes the Huskies the best of luck. Well, here we go. 33-7 Swanton as we enter the fourth quarter. Northwestern has it second and goal. And they are going to mark the ball. Now they have not spotted the ball as of yet. They're going to put it down at the one-yard line. Now Northwestern going from right to left across your computer screen. As we open this fourth quarter of play, crowd standing here for Northwestern. Two setbacks. Hand off to Peterson. Peterson. No. Toot kept it. He keeps it off. Left tackle and goes in for the score. Toot takes it in from a yard out and that makes it 33-13. to Toot has been running the football with reckless abandon here in this second half of play. And the Huskies in the first four seconds of the fourth quarter have drawn to within 20, and they'll go for the extra point. Parker Smith will attempt the extra point. He is backing up. Wilhelmy will be the holder. Smith trying to draw Northwestern to within 19. Good snap. Kick is up, and he drills it right through the upright. So Smith... Drills the extra point through. 11.56 left to go in this ball game. And your score from Northwestern High School near West Salem. It is now Swanton 33 and the Huskies 14. Hi, it's your go-to guys at the M.W. Robinson Company. It sure is nice that our customers have the convenience of having one phone number to call for all their plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. No mechanical problem too large or too small for the M.W. Robinson Company. In 36 years of local service, there isn't much we haven't done. Hey, Chris, don't forget to mention that we have all the service records from the former Web Atlas Company. Yeah, that's right, and Frank came along with them. I sure did. So call me at the M.W. Robinson Company, 330-264-99. State Farm agent Dan Wakefield reminds you that if you're looking for a real value in insurance, see State Farm agent Dan Wakefield in Worcester or Millersburg and visit danwakefieldinsurance.com. Well, Norwayne, looking forward to see who they're going to play next week because they win over Genoa tonight 28-6 to move on into next Saturday night's semifinal ballgame. And Northwestern will kick it off. They're going to do an onside kick, and it'll be taken in by one of the upbacks for Swanton, and he will recover it at the 38-yard line. That looked like Nick Grazler, a senior, who corralled that thing in for Swanton, and they will take it over first and 10 at their own 38-yard line. Well, Dave, these are almost must-stop defensive stances for Northwestern now. They're down three scores. Uh, they've played a lot better in the second half, but they need to have the ball. Oaks goes out wide to the left. Ball in the near hash mark. T formation. Spees is going to throw it out to Oaks. Complete at the 40. He cuts to the left sideline to the 45-yard line and driven out of bounds at about the 46-yard line after a seven-yard completion. One thing about Swanton, they have been extremely 
charitable as far as their completions tonight by Spees. Spees has thrown just one, two incompletions and one interception. He is 12 for 14 tonight passing. Second down, eight yards to go. Or second down, two yards to go. Hand off Lonazak. Lonazak's got the first down into Northwestern Territory. Stop and go across the 45 down to the 40-yard line. And he's got a first down inside Northwestern Territory after a 14-yard run. You know, Lonazak does a great job with uh, changing speeds, Dave. He he kind of hops and skips and darts. And, um, you know, he's just not one speed in there. He does a really good job hesitating, which never really gets the uh, defender a clean shot on him. I don't think he's a Division One talent as a sophomore. I don't think he's ever going to grow up to be big enough to be a Division One talent, but he certainly could play at the D2 level. Lonazak off the right side inside the 40. He's stacked up and down right there. Another great play by Ryan Schwartz from that linebacker spot. Boy, he has been impressive tonight, Dave. They say he plays corner. He, he's not a corner. He's more of a monster back. Second down, 10 yards to go. Just They're going to give him about the length of the football advance just inside the 40-yard line. So the winner of this game plays Norway next Saturday night. And where that is, nobody knows. Spies on second and 10. He's going to throw it out to Oaks. Oaks complete. He takes it inside the 40 to the 35, and he'll be dropped at the 32-yard line. Fumble on the play, or was he driven back? And it is a fumble, and Northwestern got the ball. I was going to say, Dave, uh, it looked like the play was over, but I never heard a whistle. There wasn't one, and Northwestern will get the ball back. They'll take it over at their own 35-yard line, and a big, big play by the Husky defense. And hold the phone. Here we go. 10:04 left to go in this ball game, and Northwestern with the ball down by 19. 33 to 14. Single setback. That's two. Two drops back. Trips to the left. He's going to throw the ball down the middle to Hammond. Complete at the 45 into Swanton territory and down to the 42. Big, big play. 24 yard completion on the play. Dave, a quick score here could make this last part of the fourth quarter very interesting. Third catch of the night by Hammond. Trips out to the right. Empty backfield. Toot's going to keep it right up the middle across the 45 to the 40. Breaks a tackle inside the 40 and down to the 37-yard line. Gain of eight on the play for Toot. He's got nine carries tonight for 40 yards. Second down, three yards to go. Empty backfield again. Toot out of the shotgun. Nine and a half minutes to go in the ballgame. Toot drops back. Rolls to his right. No pressure at all. He's got a lot of room to run. He's going to continue to run and breaks it across the 35 to the 30, and he'll be down at the 29-yard line, but he's got the first down after a gain of five. Dave, right right out of the locker room in the second half, Northwestern has really had this Swanton defense on its heels the whole second half. And that's what we talked about last year when we did the Waynedale game. Waynedale did that in the second half against these guys, too. First and ten for Northwestern. Ball just inside the 30 of Swanton. Toot's going to keep it right up the middle to the 25. Cuts it to the right side to the 20. He's got a nine-yard gain down to the 20 of Swanton. Nine minutes to go in the ball game. 
Leahy with the tackle. And Swanton back on their heels. Second down and call it a short one from the Swanton 20. Two empty backfield. Trips to the left. Dual receivers and now Swanton, I think, wants to use a timeout and they will. 8.46 to go in the ball game. Northwestern at the Swanton 20. Your score. It is Swanton 33. The Huskies 14. Becker Farms is a family-owned trucking company that offers hauling of all kinds of freight. Started over 40 years ago by Dan Becker, Becker Farms is proud to call the Wayne County area home. And right now, they have an outstanding opportunity for good drivers. If you have a Class A CDL, put it to good use. Apply now by calling Jackie at Becker Farms, 330-262-1766. Becker Farms, conveniently located on the corner of Route 250 and Rathburn Road. Becker Farms, a proud supporter of Northwestern Huskies Athletics. 8.46 left to go in the ballgame. Tim, a touchdown here, boy. It turns the complete complexion of this uh, game. If we can get a quick score here, if Northwestern can get a quick score here, it changes the whole complexion of the rest of this fourth quarter. Um, Dave, Swanton doesn't know whether Northwestern's going to pass, whether they're going to run, whether Toot's going to keep it. They're doing a great job keeping them off balance. Second down, less than the length of a football to get a first down. But Northwestern's looking for the TD. Two, pump fake, throws it into the end zone on the left-hand side. It is knocked away by Patchhofer and incomplete. They tried to go on the left-hand side to Carlson, but Spies, excuse me, was back there on good defense for the Bulldogs and almost came up with the INT. And it'll be third down and about a half a football to go for the first down. Carlson did a really good job turning into a defender there, Dave. Looked like uh, Swanton was going to pick it off in the end zone, and uh, Carlson was able to knock it away. Two, empty backfield. He's going to keep it right up the middle. He's got the first down inside the 20 to the 15 to the 10. Struggles to the 6 to the 5, and he'll be down right there at the 5 after a 15-yard gain and another Husky first down. And I have really been impressed with Toot's toughness, Dave. He He's not a big guy. He's taking some big shots, but, boy, he does not go down. Toot, just 5'10", 170 pounds, but boy, he's dishing out some punishment when he runs the football. 8.25 left to go in this ball game, and Northwestern has to make a substitution on the offensive line because one of their linemen got hurt and had to leave. Toot's going to keep it himself, cuts it inside the 5 to the 4 to the 3 to the 2 to the 1. Touchdown, Toot! It's 33-20. to 20. Northwestern is now within two scores. And the all-important extra point is coming up next. Tooth takes it in from five yards out for the touchdown. And there is eight minutes and 13 seconds left to go in the ballgame. And Parker Smith is in the junior, 5'10". 190-pound junior to attempt the extra point. Fate is going to go right direct snap to Smith. He's going to run it up the middle, and he's in for the two. He took the direct snap from the center and ran right behind Wilhelmy up the middle. Swanton didn't expect it, and he goes in for the two, and it's now an 11-point game. It is Swanton 33, Northwestern 22. New families, new homes, startup companies, and existing businesses. Since 2003, the Swigert Bronchidal Insurance Agency of Worcester has been insuring them all. Auto, home, business, life, and health. Providing quality protection with valued pricing. 
With over 70 years of experience, your independent agents at Swigert Braunscheidel Insurance Agency can help you with all your insurance needs. Located at 202 North Market in Worcester, the Swigert Braunscheidel Insurance Agency listens as they work with you to prepare your plans for the future. Call Nick Swigert or any of the agents at Swigert Braunscheidel Insurance in Worcester, 330-263-1186. Dave Mitchell, Tim Ebert back here at Northwestern High School where the Huskies are putting on a full-court press. 8-13 left to go in the ballgame, and they're within 11 at 33-22, and Northwestern will kick it off. And they will squib it, an onside kick, and now the official from the side throws a flag and then immediately looks over at the Northwestern sideline. And I think he's going to call offsides against Northwestern, and he will. Dave, you talk about a tale of two halves. First half, Swanton dominates 27 to nothing. Northwestern comes out, looks like they have a brand new team. They've outscored Swanton in the second half 22 to 6. You know, we were talking about this at halftime. This this game emulated what was going on with the Waynedale Swanton game a year ago, and Waynedale dominated the second half after being run up and down the field in the first half. And now Northwestern is doing the same thing here in this half. Question is, Dave, will they have enough time to complete this comeback? Daniel Dietrich is going to kick it off for Northwestern. He tried the onside kick, but Northwestern was offside. Now Dietrich will approach it, and he's going to kick it deep this time. End over end kick that Rankin is going to backpedal inside. He's 20 to the 17. Cuts it right up the middle to the 25 to the 30. Hit and dropped it to 32 on a nice play by Wilhelmy. Wilhelmy has done just as good a job tonight defensively as Schwartz has for the Huskies. First and ten for Swanton at their own 31-yard line. A three and out would be awesome, Dave. If Northwestern could get another turnover, that would be tremendous as well. First and ten for Swanton. T formation. Jumbo formation. Now they move Avalos in motion to the far side. Hand off to Lonazak. Lonazak's going to be struggled forward out to about the 35-yard line. And that's a pretty generous spot. That's almost right in front of us, Tim. And I don't think he came anywhere near the 35, maybe the 34. But both the side judges are saying he's down at the 35-yard line. So a gain of about three on the play for Lonazak. Boy, this has been quite a comeback. Northwestern has not given up on this game. You know, they've shown tremendous fight, Dave, and uh, very creative on offense in the second half. Ball at the 35-yard line. Second and seven. Rankin wing right. Out of the tee. Spees under center. Hand off to Avalos. Off the right tackle. He's going to take it across the 40. He's got the first down to the 45. 50 into Northwestern Territory up the far side. He breaks it inside the 20. 15, 10, 5. And he's going to be dropped down at about the one-yard line. 64-yard run by Avalos. Well, as you said, Dave, Avalos is not the prototypical fullback. He used to be a feature back last year, and uh, uh, you can see why. So the ball at the one-yard line, first and goal for the Bulldogs. 33-22 is your score. 7-10 and running. Left to go in the game. Swanton huddling up, as they do, after every play, and they're going to take their time. Heading up to the line. 
Merrick Spees, the quarterback, looks at the back judge. Handoff up the middle. Lonazak leaps into the end zone. Touchdown. So Swanton comes right back. And thanks to the 64-yard run by Avalos, Lonazak takes it in for his third touchdown of the night. And Swanton extends the lead now out to 39-22. Big, big touchdown for Swanton as they now make it a three-possession game up by 17. And this extra point is all important. Snap is low, but it's put down, and Kobach puts it up and through. 6.54 left to go in the ball game, and Swanton now leads it by 18, 40-22. And Northwestern Tim now at this point, they have got themselves in a situation where they cannot give up anything more to the Bulldogs if they hope to come back and win this game. No, it's really going to come down to the defense, Dave. Um, Northwestern has shown great offensive creativity here in the second half, but the problem is, is down 18, you need to have your defense get the ball back on almost every possession that Swanton has. And let's give you a couple scores like we told you earlier. Norway defeated Genoa 28-6 to in that game. And in the Ohio State game, with 8.27 to go in the first half, Ohio State is running roughshod over Nebraska, 24-3 tonight over the Cornhuskers. And where did they find that offense? You know, that always happens with an Urban Meyer team, though. Have you noticed that? Round game five or six, they start to lose their way, and then boom, they come right back. Swanton will kick it off with 6.54, and now... What do we've got? We've got the side judge coming over and talking to Mike Toot. And it's a sideline warning against Northwestern. With seven minutes to go in the ballgame, now they issue a sideline warning? It had to have been something that Toot said because, uh, you know, he made the motion to get back off the sideline, and there was no Northwestern player even close to the playing field. And very quickly, the Cavaliers won tonight over the 76ers in a close one, 102-101. Swanton will kick it off. It is a low line drive kick that nobody from Northwestern is picking up. Now Reed finally does at the 20, and he'll cut it out of bounds across the 25 and near the 30-yard line. And that is where Northwestern will start it. First and 10 at about their own 28-yard line. Here we go. Northwestern needs three scores in the last 650. Is it impossible? No. 40 to 22. Two empty backfield. They're going to put dual receivers out wide to the left, trips to the right. Two drops back, pump fake. He's going to look over the middle. Now he's going to run out of the pocket, cut it up the middle, across the 30 to the 32-yard line for a gain of three. If it's not there immediately, Toot's going to take off. That's probably what he's been told by his father, Mike. If it's not there, go. Trips to the left now for Northwestern. Ball in the middle of the field. Peterson's going to line up in the slot right. Letterly wide right. 
Empty backfield for two out of the shotgun. And 6.20 left to go. Moving in motion is Ammon. Ammon's going to take the handoff. Now Toot's going to keep it off the left-hand side across the 35, out to the 36 where he's dropped by Gunner Oaks. Another three-yard gain by Toot. And it'll bring up third down and about four yards to go. He's got 14 carries tonight for 80 yards unofficially. Third down and a short four. Toot with trips to the left. He's going to keep it himself right up the middle. He's got the first down to the 40, 45 out near the 50, and he's going to be dropped right there at the 50 by Gunnar Oaks. 15-yard gain by Toot. But the clock continues to run. It's stopped right now on the first down as they move the sticks. 5.45 to go. Toot, he's going to keep it up the middle again across the 50 into Swanton territory to the 44-yard line and a gain of four. He has got 99 yards unofficially now, and most of them have come here in the second half. Second down and six yards to go. 5.25 and running. Left to go in the ball game. Two drops back, looks over the middle. He is going to be hit as he throws, and it is incomplete. The flag's thrown, and there'll be a pass interference called as the pass was incomplete trying to go to Peterson, but he was hit. Obviously, too early on that one. Yeah, he, he got pulled down early. Um, that was a little bit more blatant than the one they called on Northwestern earlier. So that'll move Northwestern 15 yards down the field, and they'll pick up another first down via the penalty. But the best thing about this is, Tim, the clock stops. That's a first down. It takes them down to Swanton's 31. Yeah, Toot has been running the ball effectively. The problem with that, Dave, is, is that the clock runs in between every play. 5.18 to go. Two. Fake to the right. Now throws it over the middle. Incomplete to Letterly. He had him on the slant, and he pumped fake to the right, and then threw to Letterly, coming across the middle on the slant end, but he couldn't get it to him in time. Incomplete second and ten. Toot now five for 29 passing here tonight. But he's been most effective when he's run with the football. 5-15. Dropping back two. Looks down the middle. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone, and it will be incomplete. Almost intercepted in the backfield by Patchhofer. Yeah, that really should have been intercepted, Dave. There was uh, This time, none of the Northwestern uh, receivers could have played defense on that. He simply dropped that. Norway. Winner tonight, 28-6, to awaiting the winner of this ball game. Third down, 10 for the Huskies. They need a first down. They need three scores in the final 5.09. Toot's going to keep it himself off right tackle, and he's going to get right to the 30, and he'll be dropped right there. Maybe a yard gain, and it's fourth and nine. Swanton was ready for that one. Fourth down, nine yards to go. And this is the ball game right here for the Huskies. Yeah, it really is. They need to convert this first down. Trips to the right. Dual receivers to the left. Two. Drops back under a heavy blitz. Throws it up to Peterson. Incomplete. Peterson looked like he had it. And it went right through his hands. Incomplete. And the Huskies will turn the ball over on downs. And now the Huskies, if they have any hope of winning this, Tim... They need to come up with a turnover and quickly. Uh, they, they need to be uh, 
stripping the ball, Dave, you you know Swanton's going to keep it on the ground. Uh, so yeah, it, it, is, it comes down to this. They they need to get the turnover and they need to score quick. Forty to twenty-two, Swanton. Four forty-three left to go in the ball game. The winner plays Norway next week. Oaks wide left, but I doubt if Swanton's going to put the ball in the air in this situation. Hand off Lonazak. Off left tackle. Struggles forward to the 30, and he'll be stopped right there for no gain. And I think Northwestern knows it, that Swanton is not going to put the ball in the air. I can't see the scoreboard real well, Dave, but it looks like Northwestern has all three of its time, its time out left. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when uh, Coach Toot decides to use them. They do. They've got all three of their timeouts left. Swanton has two. Second down, ten yards to go. Ball just outside the 30. Oaks is wide left. Now Brennan Spies moves tight end right. T formation. They're going to throw it. Dropping back his Spies. He's going to throw it up the field to Gunnar Oaks. And it is incomplete. Went right through his hands. Nice defensive coverage back there by Reed. I'm shocked. I am a little bit too, Dave. Uh, that helps Northwestern out quite a bit. Gives an untimed down here. The clock not running. Um, I know maybe they thought uh, they'd catch Northwestern totally selling out to the run. Well, they have been. And they put Reed out there in man-to-man coverage against Oaks, which is dangerous at any time of the game, but especially now. And Reed is out there. Now they're going to go into a tight end set. And Oaks is going to play tight end right with Avalos wing right. Handoff on the inside comes to Avalos around the end. Off left-hand side. He's going to be hit at the 33. He struggles forward, and he'll be dropped right at the 34-yard line. And was it a fumble? It was a fumble, and Northwestern recovered the football. Boy, I couldn't see that far over the... Over on that side, but Northwestern has got some life left. I was going to say, just when you think the game is about over, Swanton turns the ball over again uh, right at their own 30. Ball resting at the 33-yard line of Swanton. They've got a fear of success, I guess. I'm not sure what it is. Two drops back. Looks down the middle. Steps up in the pocket. Throws over the middle. Complete to Reed, and he's going to be smacked down by Wanazak at the 18-yard line. 14-yard reception. I will say this about the uh, Swanton defensive backs. Uh, they deliver a blow when they come and tackle you. Uh, you got to be a brave receiver to go across the middle against them. Two, first and ten from the 17. Hand off to Peterson. Peterson around the left-hand side dives forward to the 16-yard line for a gain of about a yard. He's got 11 carries for 66 yards tonight. 3.15 and running. Two. Pump fake to the left. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone, and it is knocked away and incomplete. Ball hit the ground. Tanner Carlson went up against Brennan Spies trying to get that one, but the ball hit the ground incomplete, and it's third down. And 10, 3.09 to go in the ballgame. Peterson now is going to line up to the right of two. On third down, 10. 
Northwestern down 40-22. to 22. Two. Throws it out on the left flat, complete to Ammon. Ammon's got a block to the 10, to the 5, spins inside the 5, down to the 3. He's got a first down, and there's a flag down. I think they're going to call a hold against Northwestern. I believe they're going to call a hold against Northwestern on the block that Ammon went around to get it down to the 3. You say Northwestern has tried that play about three or four times this evening. And Swanton has uh, had great pursuit. We didn't really, ha- Northwestern really hasn't had good blocking out there. I was going to say they did, they finally got some good blocking out there, but it may have been a hold. Holding against Swanton. They called it against the Bulldogs. And Northwestern will decline it. So they've got it first and goal inside the three. That's a surprise. Ball at the three. First and goal for the Huskies. 3.03 left to go in the ball game. 40 to 22 Swanton. Boy, if you can get a score here on an onside kick, that makes things very interesting. Toot with Peterson to the left. Clock is going to run. Toot's got to recognize it. Three minutes. Clock running. Inside handoff. Peterson gets it. He's going to take it down to the two. Huskies need to get up into the line of scrimmage quickly. They they really don't have time to look over at the sideline for a play, Dave. They need to have two or three plays called at a time. No, I would expect Toot just to keep the ball right up the middle. Toot with Peterson to the left. Fake handoff. Toot's going to keep it off left tackle. He's going to go in. He's going to be dropped at the one. Boy, that thing closed up immediately. Gunner Oaks again with a tackle. Ball just inside the one, but outside the end zone. 225 and running. Toot in the backfield. Handoff. Peterson into the end zone for the score. 215 left to go in the ball game. Peterson takes it in for the score, and it's 40 to 28. Swanton. First touchdown of the night for Isaiah Peterson. I'll tell you what, we did not think that Northwestern could run the football in the second half and come back in this game, but they have done it. Smith ended for the extra point. High snap. Wilhelm, he gets it down, and Smith drills it through. 2.15 left to go in the ball game. There's a timeout on the field with the score. Swanton 40, Northwestern. Hi, this is Kevin Covert from 300 Tire and Auto Repair in downtown Worcester. In addition to handling all your tire and auto repair needs, we also now carry custom rims for your ride. Not only does a new set of rims make your vehicle look good, but it can also affect performance and handling on the road. Stop by and check out our selection of custom rims to fit any budget. And of course, if you need a new set of tires, maintenance, or mechanical repairs, we're your locally owned and operated one-stop shop. 300 Tire and Auto Repair, next to the post office in downtown Worcester, 300 Tire. 2.15 left to go in this ball game. 40-29, to 29, Swanton, and everybody in the place knows what's up next. That's vital that uh, Northwestern gets this onside kick. Um, There's still two scores down, Dave. They need the ball twice. Dietrich will attempt the onside kick. Northwestern up there. The last time they tried this, they were offsides. Swanton has got their hands team up front, including Avalos and Gunner Oaks right there in the middle. Dietrich approaches it, kicks it, high kick, 
And it'll be taken in by Patchofer. Patchofer at the 40 to the 45. Fumble the football! The ball is loose on the field! Let's see who's got it! And it looks like the Huskies do! Patchofer got stripped! And Northwestern has recovered the fumble! They've got it first and 10 at the 44-yard line of Swanton with 2.09 to go in the game. Swanton just keeps turning the ball over, Dave. That's the third time that they have fumbled the ball, and not only have they fumbled it, Northwestern has recovered each time. Northwestern has got the football at the Swanton 44. Two. Throws it out into the flat. Complete to Reed. Reed cuts it to the near side. He's going to run out of bounds at the 41. Three-yard gain, and he got shoved out of bounds by Rankin, but no flag thrown by the side judge. So the ball right at the 41-yard line of Swanton. 2.04 left to go in the game. Northwestern down by 11. It's a two-possession game. Two. Empty backfield, drops back, throws over the middle. It is complete to Peterson at the 25. First down, 10 for the Huskies at the 25-yard line of Swanton with exactly two minutes to go in the ballgame as the clock is stopped as they move the sticks and the official starts the clock before the sticks are ever even set. Dropping back is two. Two, pump fake, throws it into the end zone, and it will be in, almost intercepted by Spies, but it went right through his hand. They've, they've been trying to pass to the left side into that end. You know, they're really not open. They're very lucky to not get intercepted down there. Uh, I still think the middle of the field is where uh, where the opening is at. And Northwestern's still got all three timeouts left. A minute 49 left to go clock stop. Two. Throws it into the flat. Complete to Reed, and then Reed spun and dropped the football. Incomplete. And a minute 46 left to go, and it is third down 10. Ball at the 25 of Swanton. Boy, if Northwestern could get something here with under just about a minute to go, or very quickly, this could get very interesting very quick. Two empty backfield. He's going to keep it up the middle. Runs it off the right side. Down to the 21-yard line. Gain of four on the carry. And it will be fourth down and five yards to go. And now Northwestern will use a timeout. With a minute 36 left to go in the ball game. Ball just shy of the 20, Tim. Fourth down, five. Do you run it or you pass it? They've been most effective just letting Toot keep the ball up the middle. They have been. Um, but you would think that Swanton would anticipate that right now. Uh, you really would think that. Nonetheless, we'll see what they're going to do. That was a quick timeout by Northwestern. And Swanton is still huddled around their defensive coaches. Boy, Northwestern knew exactly what they wanted to run right away because they came right out onto the field after... Huddling with Mike Toot. Brock Toot, empty backfield. Out. He's done such a good job reading whether to pass or whether to, to, to run it. I may roll him out to the right side there and let him make the decision. They need to get inside the 15, and now Swanton wants to use a timeout. Mike Vicker saw how Northwestern was lined up, and now he wants to use a timeout. 
and see set his defense accordingly. Well, you kind of wonder if Mike Toot now will change the play. Oh. Nonetheless, the middle has been open, no matter what they've done, whether they've run the football or passed the right. football. The middle has been open. I, I would agree, Dave. Uh, Toot has had a lot of room running, quarterback keepers right up the middle, and the passes, if you think about it, the passes he has completed, they have all been in the middle as well. So it's fourth down and five yards to go. Swanton, they've got one timeout left. Northwestern has two. Two, empty backfield. Trips to the right, dual receivers to the left. Peterson's in the slot to the left. Two, gets the snap. Looks over the middle. Throws it up to Peterson, and it will be intercepted. Swanton intercepted the football as they were throwing to Peterson. And it was intercepted by Anthony Howard, a 5'9 defensive back junior. And that will just about do it. That will seal the fate. You know, there just has not been a lot open on the outside for Northwestern. Um, all of their completions and all, all of the room was on the, in the middle. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, they've just been throwing it to the outside a little bit too much. So Swanton will have the ball at the 8-yard line. A minute 32 left to go in the ballgame. Northwestern can stop the clock twice. Let's see if Swanton can hold on to the ball. Well, they've had their problems here in the second half. Spies, turn around, hand off to Lonazak. Lonazak struggles forward to the nine, and he'll be stopped right there. And Northwestern will use their second timeout. That's about all they can do. They've got one timeout left after this. They can stop it one more time with a minute 26 left to go in the game. Boy, whatever happens here... Northwestern has shown some incredible heart in this second half. Well, it would have been very easy to go in at halftime, Dave, down 27 nothing, facing a defense that averaged under 10 points a game, and the, the offense and defensive line size that Swanton have, and just say, you know, uh, tonight's just not our night. We're not going to be able to do it. I've been thoroughly impressed with the fight that the Huskies have come out with in the second half. They have done an outstanding job, and we talked about it at halftime, Tim, how they needed to find a wrinkle, and they found it with Toot just taking it right up the middle. You know, and you said it. I mean, it, it, they really haven't done anything fancy. They, they've added a little quarterback keeper, and uh, it is it, it, it just has set Swanton defensively on their heels for the whole second half. A minute 26 left to go in the ballgame. Northwestern could stop it one more time. Spies from the nine. Hands it off to Avalos. Avalos cuts it across the 15 to the 20. He's got the first down. Breaks into open territory across the 40 to the 45. Out to the 49, and that'll do it. First down for the Bulldogs out to the 49-yard line. 41-yard run by Avalos. And, boy, he has really done the job on the big runs here tonight. Well, once he got past the uh, second uh, wave of tacklers, Dave, we had... Northwestern had no safeties back as they were selling out for the run, and it was clear sailing up up almost to the 50. And, he, and Mike Toot and Northwestern will not even bother calling the last time out. 1-10 left to go in the ballgame. Northwestern first and 10 from their own 49-yard line. Should be a pretty interesting matchup next week, I would say, Tim, between Norway and Swanton. Because you know Norway's got the athletes that they can cover Gunner Oaks. Victory formation now for the Bulldogs. Spies takes it, takes a knee. And now Northwestern now will use their final timeout with 51 seconds left to go in the game. 
Well, I, I will say this. If you're uh, uh, Coach Vickers over there at, uh, at Swanton, uh, you can't be happy with the incomplete game that they have played tonight. Um, they're going to have to play four quarters of uh, what we saw in the first half to be able to keep up with Norway. Well, and the thing about it is, Norway was probably the only team out of the Wayne County Athletic League that could match the size across the front line that Swanton has. Now, is Swanton going to be able to run the football as effectively against Norway as they have everyone else this season? Well, the other the other question, Dave, is, is are they going to be able to pass it as effectively against Norway, who, as you said, does have comparable athletes when they really only have one receiver in Oaks? And we'll see, I guess we'll see next week. That game will probably, I'm going to guess, either somewhere in the Fremont, Findlay area, or maybe up as far north as Sandusky is where they'll put that. Spies after the timeout, takes the snap, takes a knee. And Northwestern, helpless to do anything about it. 40 seconds to go in the ball game. 40 to 29. Swanton on top of it, and the players congratulating each other. They're going to have to run one more play. But Northwestern and Swanton just congratulating each other. Now they go to each side of the ball. Spees looks at the back judge. He'll take the snap and take a knee. Now takes the snap, drops down to one knee, and that should do it. That will do it. Ten seconds to go. Northwestern season comes to a close here at the end of the year at home on this Saturday night as they fall to the Smith Swanton Bulldogs, 40 to 29. Northwestern now eight and three as they finish up the year, and Swanton will go to ten and one, and they will head into the game next week against Norway. Tim and I will be back with a final look at tonight's game. We'll do that right after this final timeout. Everybody knows that high school sports generate suspense, excitement, and drama. They also generate higher grade point averages, stronger work habits, and greater self-esteem. Everybody knows that high school sports give us more value for our entertainment dollar. They also give us leaders committed to strengthening communities right here in Ohio. The true value of playing sports in school can't be measured in wins and losses or dollars and cents. Studies show that participation in sports, along with other extracurricular activities, is one of the best ways to teach leadership, cooperation, accountability, and other invaluable life skills. Don't just stand on the sidelines. Encourage the young people you know to get in the game. When you do, you'll be helping them get ahead in life. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Well, Tim, 40-29, to 29, the final score here tonight, but Northwestern put up 22 points on the scoreboard in that fourth quarter of play. They really made a game out of this thing in the final 12 minutes. Well, Dave, it was actually like uh, two separate games. Uh, Swanton dominates the first half, 27 nothing. If you look at the, at the score sheet here, uh, Northwestern dominates the second half, beats them 29-13. to 13. Um, Boy, if uh, Coach Two could just have the second half and put it into the first half, I think we, we, we have a, a second team from Wayne County League moving on. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at this ball game, it was much like the Waynedale-Swanton game a year ago where the first half was totally dominated by Swanton, second half totally dominated tonight by Northwestern. And I'll tell you what. Northwestern, give them all the credit in the world.
because they did not give up in this ball game, and they could have. They could have just packed it in and gone home. Well, and what you really got to be impressed with, Dave, is uh, as a coaching staff, as a school, you go into halftime down that far. Uh, like I said, I think you said they might have had two first downs in the whole first half, and to come out and look so different after that halftime meeting, you know, you just got to get take your hats off and say, all right, that, that those were some great adjustments they made at halftime. And the biggest adjustment was they threw the ball down the middle. They dared Gunner Oaks to stop them. They ran the ball up the middle. Whenever Northwestern went to the sideline, they were unable to do anything. But when they went down the middle, they were able to attack that defense fairly effectively. Yeah, the middle was the open area, and, and we talked a little bit earlier. You just had to have the courage to go in there and know you're going to take a lick in there. Uh, and Northwestern did. Um, I was really impressed with the toughness that uh, uh, Toot brought on with his running. Uh, he He's not a big guy, and he took some big shots going up the middle and uh, uh, just kept getting up, and, and that really helped turn the second half around for Northwestern. 27 nothing was the score at halftime, Swanton on top of it, and then the second half happened. Well, Northwestern came right out in the second half, um, totally showed that there was going to be a different, uh, different hat for them. Uh, Toot hit Ammon for a 30-yard TD pass right out of the gate at the uh, uh, 9.51 mark. Uh, Swanton responded, Spees to Oaks. It was that 9-yard fade pattern to the left corner. Uh, Got Swanton on the board in the third quarter, making it uh, 33-7. And then Northwestern really kicked it in in the fourth quarter. Toot a 1-yard run. Toot a 6-yard run. Uh, Peterson a 1-yard run. Uh, that was sandwiched in between a, 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 a Lozniak one-yard run for Swanton. Uh, Northwestern outscored Swanton 21-7 to uh, in the fourth quarter, but just not enough time on the clock, Dave, for, for Northwestern. And we're not going to go through all the entire stat sheet tonight, but Swanton had two guys over 100 yards, and Lonazak was really the guy that was their bread and butter. But Avalos had the two big runs. He ended up with over... 150 yards rushing. Lonazak with about 130 yards rushing here tonight. But like we said, Lonazak was their bread and butter all night long. Yeah, Lonazak did all the heavy lifting, Dave. You know, uh, out of every 10 runs, he, he would tote it at least seven times. And Brock Toot tonight had 105 yards rushing on 20 carries. And a majority of those, I would say probably about 17 or 18 of those came in the second half. Yeah, I'd say he, he got uh, probably a good 90 to 95 yards in the second half. So Northwestern season comes to a close. They finish up 8-3 and three overall. Swanton continues on. They're 10-1. and one. They move on into the semifinal game next week against Norway. Should be very interesting because Norway's got the athletes that they can go one-on-one defensively against Gunnar Oaks, and let's see what they can do. And they've got the, the, the size inside on the line that could be very competitive against the Swanton offensive line. I would agree, Dave. I think, uh, boy, the two teams are big, they're athletic, they're strong. Um, you know, is the one-dimensional passing game of Oaks going to be enough? Uh, I, I think uh, Norway's got a little more diversity in the passing department, but it should be a great ball game. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully it's a little closer than the, the areas you were talking about. You, you've seen both teams. Who do you think? I think Norway can beat them. I do, too. I, I think Norway, Norway can win. Now, when you look at the bottom half of that bracket, you've got Edison and you've got Columbus Academy, and those two teams are playing tonight. Whoever comes out of that, I think, is the favorite for this region. And, and Edison, just that whole school has been on quite a roll with almost every sport that they've had. And it's been an unbelievable year. Tim, 
been fun being with you all year long. We did this one just out of the goodness of our heart, and it was fun to do. Oh, this was tremendous tonight, Dave. Uh, Great community support. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, the Northwestern, uh, the administration here. Very, very welcoming, and it, it was just an awesome night. The, the fans were into it. It was a great night for football. And like you said, I mean, we're sitting out here with barely needing a jacket on for yeah. perfect weather in, in November. This will be our final football broadcast of the year. You can join us on Ultimate Sports Talk coming up on November 25th with basketball broadcast. But thank you very much for allowing us in. All the Northwestern people want to thank them. Uh, Randall Hafner, the athletic director. Mike Toot, the football coach. Everybody over here was so hospitable to us. Also to Swanton, Wade Hazelton is their athletic director. I want to thank him for all the help that he gave us this week. And also to Mike Vickers for helping us out on the pregame show here tonight. Congratulations to the Bulldogs. Our thanks to Greg Mitchell for producing tonight's show. Tim, been a pleasure to be with you all year long. Yeah, it's been really, really fun, Dave. It, it's been fun. And our thanks, of course, most of all to you for listening here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I'm Dave Mitchell for Tim Ebert, reminding you one final time your score here tonight. It was the Swanton Bulldogs moving on into playoff action next week against Norway. They win it tonight over Northwestern by a final score of 40-29. to Until next time, for Tim Ebert, I'm Dave Mitchell. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Ohio High School football playoff action. This game has been brought to you by the Farmer State Bank in West Salem, Morris Oil in Worcester, the Borman Barbershop on Bowman Street in Worcester, Koenig's Corners in Lattisburg, the Lodi Lumber Company, Dan Wakefield State Farm Insurance, the M.W. Robinson Company, Commodity Blenders of West Salem, Becker Farms Trucking on the corner of Route 250 and Rathburn Road, Borman Cook Financial Services, call 330-263-7800. 300 Tire in Worcester. Call 330-262-6800 and the Swiger Braunscheidel Insurance Agency. Be sure to join us next time. The proceeding has been a sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com.